Okay. Okay, that's a really awesome way for this audio to start. That's going to frighten everybody else off. Uh, it is the finale. <laughs> game is game. Oh my god. How am I feral, supposed to follow this up? Feral. Everyone has actually gone feral. We're a little late starting. Everybody's on the ceiling already. It's all good. I have just consumed a large dose of sugar to cope with this. And uh, yeah, same. let's let's just do the usual. Uh, introduce yourself. Introduce your character. And uh, we'll 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 do descriptions in a bit. You'll understand why. Uh, but yeah, names names and characters and uh, anything else you want to add for the final game. Hi, I'm Kai, and I'm playing Charlie, and I am one of the feral people on the ceiling. Hi, I'm Uni. I'm playing Larry. Uh, everyone yelled at me so that I would eat breakfast because they're all nice people. <laughs> Hello, I am Snail. I play Snailian. I am also feral and on the ceiling because game. Oh wait, is that me? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, hi, I am Owl. I play Shorts Kid, who is definitely not uh, an allegory for a similar kid, but with like a hat instead of shorts. That sounds fake. But um, uh, hi, I have had Coke for breakfast, and I'll eat something a little later when my stomach wakes up. We did try to encourage her to eat something as well, but we move on. Okay, so in the last game, things happened. It went a bit sideways, but it was it, it was really good. It was excellent. I'm However, sorry. no, don't no, be sorry. So We're good. just saying it's really good. It was excellent stuff. So I got and... a net twenty on fucking hitting your character, and I bashed him in the skull. That was unfortunate and yet <laughs> brilliant. Um, but the unfortunate result of this was that you didn't quite get all of the evidence. So what we did off screen, as it were, was I gave them the very little remaining amount of evidence and they, as players, talked and came up with their solution to my little puzzle. Uh, so what we're going to open with is them finding this evidence because Uni is brilliant and basically wrote up a montage. So take it away. Okay, so... Um... Everyone say thank you, Uni. Thank you, Thank Uni. you, Uni. Thank you, Uni. You're good. You've oh, saved my back. I do, I do what I can. I just enjoy <laughs> the fact that I did not have to write up anything for this. Like, that's a fucking godsend, just considering that I have not written like tomorrow's fucking session either don't worry about it anyway uni go 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 okay so uh after the team finished conferring with the conductor they took advantage of having skipped ahead to the engine room so they talked with uh daisy and Maisie, who as a reminder are the super adorable married owls that are manning the controls there um and there we get the data logs from across the train. The damaged door between uh, the bathroom and the library has scrambled the data for all the doors, so we don't know anything about how often they were used. But we can still get the information from the transportation tubes. Each of them were used once. Um, we also confirmed that the safety lock was on the entire time, so no uh, harmful magic or weapons could be uh, wielded. Um, so then Larry and Snailian make their way back to the ballroom. Uh, they go hunting through the sea of spheres for evidence and find chalk traces both on, uh, in the pit and on the push panel for the door that leads to the library. Uh, Charlie, who didn't get a chance to look, uh, in the food car, does another sweep around. He confirms from the food that's all 
uh, set up there that their uh, that kit couldn't have left the kitchens because everything would have burned. Um, and he also gets a better look at the panel Larry found last session underneath the uh, cabinet. He pretty much just confirms that was a movie prop uh, to help it actually topple as necessary. Um, then in the conservatory, they all split in different directions because this was the last place the victim victim was seen alive. Um, so uh, they uh, Shorts Kid uses their special acrobatic abilities to get a peek way up at the transport tube. From there, they can find traces of chalk on uh, the entrance and inside it. Uh, Charlie takes note of a flower vase. Uh, you know, it sort of blends in with all the decor being very planty, but this one doesn't have any flowers or anything in it. It's just filled with extremely blue water. Um, and then Snailian, being the tiny little friend they are, notices a weird set of footprints in the mud. Uh, and they're in a bizarre uh, place in the like lower, uh, in like basically the corner of the room where people aren't generally walking. And it's ladies' footwear, as well as traces of uh, that same sort of blue color. So, with all that uh, gathered, all that's left is for the group to gather together their uh, suspects and sniff out the culprit. Yeah! Also, can I say that Shorts Kid definitely fucking tried to drink the blue liquid in the vase? Oh, actually, do that, shorts kid. <laughs> <laughs> Question: uh, Like when that happened, did did shorts kid come into contact with this liquid at any point? No, I think that fucking uh, someone else in the party, be it Larry or Charlie, uh, because they're the only ones who are physically tall enough to stop them, mm. just went, "No, don't fucking drink the evidence." <laughs> That's probably and a good idea. Kid was just like, it's a good <laughs> color. I want to drink it. It's a very nice color blue, it's true. Um, so here's the thing. The payoff for you getting this evidence off screen and me letting you solve all of this was that, you know, um, if you have accumulated any more chemical data that you want Woodlig to analyze, you can do that, but he hasn't had time to do that yet. So at the moment, uh, we can say that you have as it were, let's say you, via the power of narrative, I have teleported your characters back into their cabins in the second class car and you've had sort of time to brainstorm and come up with this theory that you have come up with, which I'm very proud of. You guys, I'm so proud of these players. They're so smart. Um, so you've basically got a theory, but you haven't got confirmation on all of the chemical data. However, if you want to um, call the engineer and arrange... For your big reveal, you can totally do that while you're waiting for the evidence. And oh, also, and the thing is, this is going to be your grand finale. This is going to be the end of the movie. If you want to like scrub up a bit, looking at you, Charlie, because you're still a mess from going on top of the train. Now is the time to put on your party outfits because it's like, yeah, this is Poirot and Professor Layton saying you done it. So if you want to look cool, now is the time to say. <laughs> Shorts Kid ducks back into their bunk and changes again. Uh, and when they come out, uh, they're wearing a very nice pair of gray shorts, uh, along with a suit jacket and a red bow tie and a pair of glasses. Because it's time yes! to do the thing and expose the murderer. And uh, they saw this on TV once. Yes. 
I appreciate that. Oh, amazing. Uh, you Charlie's, going to make, uh, Charlie's going to make copious use of prestidigitation to clean himself up, and he is wearing, like, the hat and the fake moustache he had on earlier as well again. Elementary, my dear Charlie. Uh, oh, in case you're wondering, I, I just put a fucking photo of Conan Edogawa from Cas Case Closed in the, um, uh, in the thing. Or Detective Conan, if yeah. you uh, read the manga or are from Japan. So, uh, yeah, Larry, what you wearing? Are you just kicking your usual, your usual look? Um, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, goes and washes his mask, I guess. And oh. then he puts it back on. <laughs> okay. I, just, I need to know that after he does this, Snailion slowly slimes up and then, like, they take their hands and they press against and make angry eyebrows on him because this is serious business. And they're like, yeah? And they're looking at him with just like the most delighted expression. <laughs> Slime yeah? Just watched this. Uh-huh. I'm serious now, so we gotta make serious eyebrows. And they're like, sorry, I'm eyebrows. Shirts Kid comes up and uh, puts uh, another, like, little red bow tie on top of Snailian, the little, like, Snailmit, and then puts a red bow tie on Larry, and then rushes off to go find uh, Charlie so that they can also have a red bow tie. So they're all Hell matching. Yes. Hell yes. Beautiful. I want to be clear. Ooh. If you want to, you can turn around and rewash the mask after Snailian slips off, but they will be sad. Well, Brutal. He doesn't want to do this with shit on his mask. Sorry, Snailian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay, now you've got your team look. You are team bow tie now. This is great. Uh, what what do you want to do? You can talk in character for a bit. Um, so we'll just get right to it. We want to solve the crime. We want to solve the crime. It's time. Should we call Train together. Dad? Yeah. All right, yeah. let's call, call Train Dad. Okay, who's calling Train Dad? Play me the scene. I mean, it probably is Shorts Kid because it's their Train Dad. Yeah, but I also want to say that fucking Larry does it because they're tall enough to reach the button easily. <laughs> like, yeah. Shorts kid runs over to do it, then just stands there because they're not tall enough to reach the button, and so then Larry goes over and presses it for them again. <laughs> the engineer is everyone's trained at at this point. Oh, you don't know how true that is, because as the screen flickers on, you get the impression that, you know, he'd left the receiver on, because he's not in the screen, but off screen, you can hear this kind of conversation that's happening without you, and he's saying something along the lines of, and there, uh, well... I know I've looked after kids before, but is the is the paperwork complicated? Oh well, you'll be fine. You've had previous experience with looking after children. I'm sure the agency will be very helpful. And if you need any extra, I mean, we've adopted three already. We'll be able to help you. Oh, that's that's. I, I think I'll take you up. On, oh, uh, we're we're getting. Uh, hello, hi. Um, you are hello. How are you doing? Do you need help or hints as to what's going on? We solved your murder. Also, are you, like, adopting a dog? He basically falls out of shot for a second and then comes back looking uh, slightly scruffy and and very much blushing, even though, you know, he, he 
it's really hard to tell what part of this animal is cheeks considering like he has no eyes there's very little point of reference for this but there is definitely blushing going on uh and he says oh I, I, well uh, there's something along that lines in fact that's probably the closest similarity i can think of yes uh uh but uh, that's fantastic what breed oh. is it it's... is it like a dachshund or like a pomeranian or like a golden retriever a big dog what is it it's a it's a wee animal i'm not sure of what breed i'm hesitating to say a mongrel but it's quite a lovely thing anyway i am just going to uh... i want pictures oh. Oh, i want I'll... pictures I'll take some, don't you worry. Uh, but you say you solved it. You've solved it. And that's great. That's right on schedule. And he's looking at his stopwatch again. Oh, we only have about 25 minutes left. That's great. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, you look great, you felt. Oh, fantastic. I don't even have to tell you to do your costume change. Uh, I think the most appropriate setting would probably be the library. So I will see you in there. I'll tell everybody else to uh, convene. There is the. Is there anything else you need to tell me before we? Uh, well, I might as well just say it before we do our finale for the movie. Snelian um, sticks up their hand. Yes, go ahead, Snelian. Is it okay if we don't have like like all of the things processed with Mister Doctor Ludwig because because we're working on it, but it's not done yet. But we know what happened. Oh, do you now? I like the confidence, and he he looks like a bit challenging. Like, do you? Do you really? But he's actually really hoping that you do. Otherwise, this will go badly. Uh, and he <laughs> says, "Well, that's all right. I'll I'll pass by him on the way down and see how he's doing. Uh, but you know, if he's not finished, we we can just." skip ahead i think you understand that he's probably not in the picture and uh yes we'll we'll, we'll come we'll burn that bridge when we come to it okay is there anything else at all i know charlie's gonna lean in like right at the end before everyone filters out and say something but if anyone else wants to say things go first uh okay uh shorts kid just kind of like uh with their eyes peeking up over the edge of the camera uh just like uh, I don't think so. We'll see you real soon. Love you. Okay, you 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 know that uh the Ghibli thing with the hair that goes like that that happens and his ears kind of droop slightly. He's just like he completely doesn't know what to do with it. He's like, all right, I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Charlie, what you want to say? You have to follow. Uh, love you with something real good. He was basically just kind of, kind of gonna lean in, like hands, like whispering into the, like a stage whispering into thing, and just go like, oh, they can't stop the adoption if they don't know where the kid's from, by the way, and just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> love you. They can't stop the adoption if they don't know where the kid's from. I didn't know that. Is Charlie that has experience with this, and he is not expanding on that. <laughs> That's why it just made me cackle. I'm like, that's narratively appropriate. <laughs> okay, with that, I'm actually just going to say, like, uh, Charlie, you hang up on him so he can't reply, because that's funnier. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, a very small amount of time passes, and you are in the library. Uh, you actually get that first, because you get that first. And, um, yeah, so eventually uh, the engineer appears and then cuisine kit and then uh you have dj group moves uh, dj moves and <laughs> and Dora. I'm, I'm acting like someone's going to lean out of the screen and throttle me from gears for breakfast if i get it wrong but i keep doing it so whatever um, mix master moves 
and they all they all convene. Uh, and as as with you, they've they've put in a bit of effort uh, to look you know serious because this is the finale and it's also kind of like not quite a funeral week because you have Vic's outline on the floor in the library which is kind of weird but also kind of like you know what's going on so yeah um so yeah um cuisine kit has her usual white outfit on but she has a black neckerchief on instead of her usual blue and uh, dj moves instead of his sort of elvis presley white outfit has exchanged it for a very sort of cool rockabilly black outfit with tassels and gold rhinestones he wears it very well and he knows that and uh then there's dora who is wearing her usual dress she's wearing her usual dress but she has in a nod to the original movie donned a big black hat and black and white stripy tights which is great uh and she's also let her hair down so she actually looks really cool she looks very pretty on the other hand there's something about her face which is a little bit different and she is a little bit red on the cheeks and the bridge of her nose and you remember those turquoise cocktails she was drinking before she's she's got another one and uh she's uh, like she's standing upright but you think the swaying is not purely down to the movement of the train and she uh she gives you uh shorts kid she gives you a little cheers with the cocktail like hey you know <laughs> remember when you drank one of these Aww. that was a good time huh um and oh, no. yeah the engineer looks a little bit put out by this because he'd, he'd expected better and uh there's there's also a sort of dismay on his part because you you actually start to understand why he didn't want you to know that this was a movie because right now you're all in on it and there's this kind of warm jokey camaraderie feeling in the room which is not appropriate for this scene in a movie (laughs) so it is appropriate however for a shorts kid who has gone over to the bookshelf uh while everyone was all convening and basically just made a big stack of books so that snailian is uh closer to eye level with the rest of the group you know to make framing a little bit easier if you happen to be drawing this scene <laughs> and uh they have also given themselves some books so like now snail now snailian and shorts kid are standing on the box so we don't have to keep switching perspective shots <laughs> I would like to note that Snailian definitely gave Shorts Kid a peck on the cheek for being so nice and doing that. And Snailian has also noticed that, like, the mask has been washed off and Larry doesn't have the angry eyebrows and has definitely gone, (gasps) and then, like, looked at them grumpily and then drawn angry eyebrows on their own helmet, (laughs) even though they actually have eyebrows. So for the rest of the scene, there's going to be lines on their helmet that are angry eyebrows, no matter what expression they're actually making. (laughs) Double eyebrows. I'm so happy you guys. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, Larry and Charlie, how how are you reacting to this sort of jovial atmosphere? Oh, see, like, the thing is, now that Charlie knows for certain this movie and he's kind of actually agreed to it, he's going to be doing this properly. So can I actually, like, I want to see how good this is and can I make a performance check? I'm actually going to make you all roll performance and you might as well do it now because, yeah, you're going to do your dramatic reveal scene. So everybody roll performance, please. Oh, God. A nine! Oh, Charlie, what happened? Stage I would like to point out, Charlie actually rolled a two. He still has a plus seven, but oof. That's a nine. Oof. Oh, honey, you were one away from a critical fail. 
we can um technically we can help you like uh if oh, we Larry, all roll you know what? no 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 <laughs> i'm going to turn i'm going to use my inspiration yeah. to make that uh, not a two awesome. can we call a mulligan here <laughs> okay what is my performance oh that's actually plus three that's pretty good uh how do you not have plus anything for performance as a bard uni Look, we'll get... I, I said Larry was a performer. I didn't say yeah. he was a good performer. Yeah, Larry's, Larry is unique. Oh, 17. That's very good from Shorts Kid. Yeah, bitchin'. Okay, this I'm is... going to also use my inspiration yeah. point. Um... Okay, we've got two 20s then. And uh, I think because you have two 20s in the party, Charlie, they help carry you. I don't know if it's oh, because you've got, you've got thrown out from the whole situation you had with the engineer before and you're feeling like the repercussions of that now or something. But yeah, you're, you're not fully on your game. But the other thing is... That means I don't need to use up my own inspiration as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> Two 20s cool. and a 17. I would say that probably does carry uh, anyone who's like slightly off but because of the game pretty well yeah like, and also probably dora z cough cough <laughs> yeah that is true also i would like to point out i did still get a nine that's at least a high fail yeah no that's not like like that's not a two that's still a nine but yeah uh compared to your usual performing talents that's what i mean like Char charlie is a con man he can act so this was a bit surprising to charlie that uh he He's yeah. fumbled, as it yeah. were. Um, but, you know, again, yeah, Dora's a little bit... And uh, DJ Moves is having to kind of make up for her. Uh, they're sided off to one side next to a bookshelf, looking uh, definitely not sinister and also trying not to giggle. <laughs> Cuisine Kit is the only one, ironically, despite her inability to act, who seems to be taking this really seriously and has this very sincere expression and she's occasionally, like, plucking a hair out of her tail to focus because it's really important. And uh, the engineer does seem to keep some level of his facade for a bit, but then he's kind of like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to have to edit this to be a comedy. It's my only option. Anyway, so... Uh... Who does to be it? fair, they're all much better suited to a comedy than a drama. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, the engineer basically says, uh, who done it? What do you think, uh, my uh, improvisational detectives? Have you solved the mirror I apologize for the absence of our dear friend, the professor, but uh, he said that he had some important uh, data analysis, which was unexpected that had come up. I assume it's from uh, the other data he was accumulating so we'll move on and hopefully he will join us uh before too long heck yeah we're ready just no, standing on top of their stack of books like heck yes and they're just like posing and they've done the anime glasses thing where they push up the bridge and they do the shiny thing and they're like <laughs> uh we know exactly who did this murder right larry and then they just like flip their head over and the camera like pans over dramatically larry's been leaning against a bookcase plucking dramatically out of his banjo yeah i think we got it well uh i'll leave it to you then okay ace attorney explanation go. music go is that the right one i don't i haven't played ace attorney no that's that's accurate <laughs> So that's more or less the vibe, yeah. Mm -hmm. Alright, so I'll cut through all the nonsense. Just point out the most suspicious person in the room. DJ Moves doesn't have an alibi. He was 
in the shower. Like those penguin guys, they they said they could hear him the whole time, but hearing someone's voice isn't like actually being there with them or whatever. You know, he's he's a performer. He can just make a recording of a performance that he does. Sort of like the one that I found in the bathroom, you know, all burned up as if it were evidence or something. But, you know, he plays a song and people be like, oh, I, I hear him performing. He's still there. And he can move around without anyone noticing. So what I'm saying is moves probably uh, went to the ballroom where there's a transport tube to the conservatory because that's the last place we saw that dude alive uh, at this point cookie uh, cuisine kit puts her paw up uh, yeah. hang on a tick how how in the heck could he have gotten all the way to the ballroom the door to the library was blocked right i mean was it like like he said it was but i'm pretty sure no one else actually checked so it was probably made up like, no one even looked until after the body was found, and even then, I think you said, he was the one who went and looked at it. You you were too busy trying not to freak out from there being a dead body in front of you, so you, you didn't even get a look at the door before he went over to look, and by look, I mean, that's that's the part where he broke the door so that he actually had an alibi or whatever. The spotlight swings over to DJ Moves and glitters off all of the glitter and rhinestones while he sort of looks absolutely distraught at this accusation and says, wait, wait, darling. <laughs> if all that were true, that would mean the door was only blocked by all my adoring fans and the staff quarters. <laughs> if someone came in here from the other direction, I'd have been caught immediately. Sure, the dining door, the dining car's door was blocked by an accident, but uh, there's no way I could have known that had happened, of course. Well, sure, Snailian says, and they're like, they're like taking this acting part very seriously. They have their hands on their hips and they're looking, looking at him with a squinty eye while their angry eyebrows are still present uh, and going. They have hips. Couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, they've got their nubbins on their sides. Okay. You know? <laughs> Don't think about this so hard. Okay, okay. Why do you, you think could... a snail shakes when it shakes what its mama gave it? Mm. You couldn't have planned on an accident. That's why you didn't plan on an accident. You made sure your partner in crime set things up while they moved on ahead. Isn't that right, Dora? and they dun, dun, turn dun. the screen and point and show off Dora. Dora looks, uh, as with DJ moves, similarly aghast at this accusation. And uh, even though she's a little, a couple of sheets to the wind, not quite three, but nearly, uh, she, she actually sells the performance of being really shocked that you would accuse her. And then Snailian starts doing the pacing thing, but it's like along the line of the books and says, you two were awfully chummy earlier on the train ride even though you say you never met before but and they point their hand their little nubbin up in the air we heard the truth from a very mysterious and superty duperty so anonymous source you two and she points at them again actually made a movie together but then it was like super bad it was so super bad that if anybody heard about it you might never get to work in movies again which would be a crying shame because like you guys are really fun and then they like shake themselves like no way i wasn't supposed to say that <laughs> and, and they're like serious up again that is if the fellow who handled the paperwork ever let 
word, get out. So, and, and they're like fully back in character again, squinting at them. You two plotted to make sure that he never could let word get out. Charlie Dennis. pushes him. Sorry. Charlie pushes himself off whatever wall he'd been leaning against and starts doing the pacing thing himself, pointing at Dora as he goes. Sorry to do this, love, but you went to the dining car just so you could say you were helping Kit with her work, but, like, you weren't planning up and cleaning anything, were you? Just making more of a mess. You knocked down that cabinet so it blocked the door, and that way no one could head back and see moves getting into position. With that done, you legged it towards the conservatory the true scene of the crime. This, like, Charlie stops in place and kind of actually starts kind of pointing things out, uh, gesturing with his hands to point out exactly where things are happening as he's going along now. Fair, you cornered poor Vic. Pretending to be all worked up over your mistake, you got him to try lifting your spirits with his famous party trick, separating his line art from his colour. Which, by the way, something only UPAans can do. That's when you struck with the murder weapon, flower vase. You trapped victim's colour in the vase and then used the transport tube to send his liner all the way back to the ballroom, making his own gag be the death of him. So that's why I couldn't drink it. <laughs> kid, kid, <laughs> kid, don't just go drinking things that look colourful. It's not a good idea. It's really not. Trust it me was just one. so just, pretty. Just assume all of it is blood. <laughs> <laughs> now you're thinking that I wouldn't drink blood? Charlie is now just backing away from Snail. If you look if you look closely at the engineer, he's got his hand over his mouth like he's thinking very hard, but his shoulders are shaking. He's trying so hard not to laugh. Oh, wait, Larry, uh... Larry tries Larry tries to make like surreptitious uh gesture at Charles he's like script, script. <laughs> uh, Shorts kid looks over at Larry and it's just like, what, d does your neck itch? Okay, um, uh, and then they, uh, just decide to get up and, uh, just, they're standing now, they're very serious. Um, page 13, there it is. Uh, but you're a human, so you couldn't go through the two-week thing after that, dude. Or you'd have gotten, like, super dead, like, maybe deader than, like, Mr. Tim, who I did not drink and didn't want to drink, I swear. So, uh, he's totally all the way dead right now, but, like, not forevers, because we still have the, the flower vase, and, uh, Shorts Kid, like, says, uh, not on us, but, like, it's in, like, the evidence room with, uh, with, with the the but like so uh so that's why it was important for moves to make it into the ballroom all sneaky without like anybody noticing he waited there for the dead body to just kind of plop and then he moved the body into the library and then moves went back to the bathroom and he washed off any of the like blue paint blood drink and or chalk lines or gross bits or whatever and then uh he took the tube over to the dining car and from that you all know what happened. All the stuff that happened. He got Kit to come with him so that she could be there and all surprised with him when they found the body. And that was just enough time to hide the murder weapon in the garden. Which means the culprit, culprit is, is, is you, you Dora. 
I love that that was right, that so was out of work. Just was, because of like audio delay, that was never going to work, but I love you all anyway. I think that worked very hard. I think that works because this is such a, like, now really obviously, like, kind of ham acting cheesy comedy murder. So, yeah, it, you all deliver this line not simultaneously. And at this point, you actually hear a, an audible <laughs> from the engineer. And. <laughs> And Cuisine Kit actually gives you a round of applause, even though she's not meant to. Uh, and Dora Z uh, and DJ Grooves look at each other and then look away from each other like, Oh, they caught us! Curse you! And we would have got away with it too if it hadn't been for you tr- uh, troublesome kids and all of this. Uh, and yeah, you, you, you got it right. I have to, at this point, as the DM say, I'm so proud because I, I gave them the option as players to have like hints. If they needed help, they could contact me at any point and they didn't need me at all. They solved it all by themselves. And, and then some, I'm, I'm just, (laughs) yeah, you're really good at this. And I'm also glad I didn't make it too confusing. (laughs) So yeah, you love you and your really trainer. good at running this. Also, by the way. Oh shucks, thanks. Yes. But you know, this actually does have repercussions because at the end of this, you will get a reward, and uh, depending on how many hints you used, you would have got less. So you get the maximum amount because you didn't use any of your hint coins. Yay! <laughs> Bitchin'. Yeah, man. Uh, so We're yeah. So many pickerats. Yeah, so many picker ads. Top score. You get the gold top hat. Um, but yeah, uh, Professor Layton uh, references aside, you you solve the mystery, and you can hear a sort of like, well, not hear, but you sort of see this sigh of relief come out of the engine because you actually got it right. Uh, however, um, hang on. Ah, what I meant to do was do a little passive perception check for you guys. Uh, that's an eight. So you all uh, basically notice as you're doing this. But again. The, the facade has kind of dropped a bit, so everyone's kind of a little loosey-goosey. While you're doing this reveal, uh, not only is DJ Moves quite impressed with you for doing this, because, you know, he was like, no one's going to be able to do this. The engineers made this way too convoluted, but you actually got it. So you see his little, uh, his, well, they're big yellow eyebrows kind of raise up slightly above his shade. So you've earned kudos with him. But also Dora looks amused for, like, yeah, a, a split second where you, you're a little puzzled why. But yeah, she, she, she's a little bit drunk, so you, you put it down to that. Uh, and yeah, they, they say, curse you! Oh, darlings, how could you betray us like this? Oh, DJ moves, I don't know what I'm gonna do. They're gonna send us to jail. Oh, I know, darling. I'll remember you always. Uh, it's all very dramatic and silly. And the engineer says, oh, well... I'm so proud of you. I knew you could do it. The moment I laid eyes on you, I thought these these four completely randomly selected winners of the tickets for this prestigious train, which is not owned by anybody named Scream Conch, uh, they were definitely going to solve this mystery. Oh, but... Vic, of course, we've got to bring him back into the scene. Uh, you, uh, go, and, go and get his, uh, his uh, containment the vessel back with you please and uh, one of the owls who has been standing guard at the door nods and disappears and comes back very quickly you know the vase was in the a very far off carriage it was like the next up to the engine room and the amount of time this owl disappeared for strongly implies that the vase was actually just like outside the door <laughs> like the uh, shorts kid is uh currently uh next to dora z and grooves and is saying uh 
You have the right to remain silent. Anything you can say will be used against you in a court of bird law. Uh, and also, uh, you guys did a pretty good job with your murder. Good job. But we, like, figured it out, so we did a better job. Uh, are the handcuffs too tight? Because I don't know how to apply these things. <laughs> DJ Moves is trying to let you put the handcuffs on him, but he's a penguin, so they're like, they just slip off his flippers. <laughs> they just, it's, it's not working. But it works very well, again, for this comedy scene. So the owl brings this vase in and uh, hands it to the engineer like they had definitely not rehearsed. <laughs> and the engineer says... Well, this uh, was an eventful trip in ways that I did not fully anticipate, but my goodness, it's been entertaining. Ah, all right. Well, I'm sorry the professor didn't uh, make a reappearance. I'm a bit surprised about that, but um, I think it's time for Vic's reappearance. And he raises the vase up and says, All right, Vic, we'll come back to the land of the living just as the professor comes in. And you have this sort of semi-slow motion situation where the professor comes in, sees what's about to happen and puts a hand up and says, nah, and then it goes into slow motion and the vase tips and the blue liquid tips out and it hits the floor in the middle of this chalk outline and the colour floods to the edges and over the edges and this liquid pulls out and the white X of Vic's eye floats to the top of this puddle and is held aloft by the surface tension for a moment before it sinks into the thick pile carpet beneath your feet. It kind of looks like you spilled him. Is is he okay? And his feeling is like instantly gone from full on acting to like actually horrified because that clearly was not what was, what was supposed to happen. Larry, can you make me a Charlie dick save? Immediately, Charlie is immediately whacking through his spells trying to figure out something to like maybe stop the liquid from soaking into the carpet, but... Mm. <laughs> Uh, unlikely. Uh, Larry, can you make me a deck save? I... Da, da, da. We are totally typing. Typing, typing, typing. A 20. Gorgeous. Uh, 20. In, in a beautiful, sort of graceful tango sweep, you catch Cuisine Kit, who has just fainted outright. Uh, so you you succeed in, in preventing her from hitting the floor, but uh, simultaneous to this, you hear a thud as the vase hits the floor and the engineer's hand has just gone numb. And he is looking onto this scene aghast and the chalk outline has blurred where the water has gone over it. And he says in this sort of small, rather unusually shaken voice, Victor? And there is no response. Uh, Shorts Kid walks over uh, after having unsuccessfully handcuffed the baddies and leans down, pokes a finger into the puddle of blue and then uses mending, which is a cantrip to uh, fix things that are uh, broken or otherwise uh, dissembled. God, that's really uh, sad. Oh no, that's really sad on multiple levels because uh, not only does this definitely not work, when you stick your finger into this liquid, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Oh God. <laughs> well, it's because they've gone so well in the past. <laughs> oh no. That's not great. Five. That's a five. Uh, Charlie, you are particularly interested in what happens. Uh, as her finger withdraws from the puddle, because uh, I'm afraid, like, sure as could, you definitely would when you feel this sensation, uh, you hear this kind of squeaky, cracking, drying sound, and, uh, your, your finger feels very strange, and it's like the stuff that you just stuck it in was too 
concentrated like it looked like water but there wasn't any water in it and in fact it feels like it's leached some of your water into it and your finger is sort of mm. dried and set uh charlie do you recognize this phenomenon uh charlie probably does i don't i'm currently drawing a mental blank other than i know it this is this sounds definitely like something from one of your oh, oh is I'm this the thing it. from the from the no 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 um what are words what are words <laughs> is this the same water stuff from the um from the theme park mm -hmm. when we were going through that route that ride and it was just it was like acid instead wasn't it it's highly concentrated paint highly highly concentrated paint that was it and uh yeah what happened to you charlie uh for those of you who didn't listen to the uh inkwell is a happy place game which is which is available on all audio devices on youtube uh yeah charlie got some of this stuff on him and he basically half turned into a wooden marionette it was a thing that happened uh but however while this is happening there's been this silence but it's broken by a sort of <laughs> oh oh darling how's that for a genuine emotional response and dj is just laughing fit to burst at the engineer's response and dora similarly is kind of leaning against the bookshelf doing that helpless wheezing and the hand flap that you know when you're so consumed with laughter you just can't do anything else and they are laughing up a storm and indeed a storm cloud does seem to be gathering above the engineer's head he does not look happy my hand itches uh i'm gonna say as soon as charlie recognized what that stuff was he's got a water skin in his inventory um so like he would have put he would have pulled out a bottle of water and just splashed it on a short skin hand to wash it off as soon as he could when you do this the professor looks very interested because he was about to do exactly the same thing and has in fact you know made his way over but you you get there first, and he looks up at you like, "Were you involved in that incident?" Yeah, yeah. Help, kind of fix it. I don't know. I don't know what's been going on since then. But if it's back here again, just don't get it on you. No one touch it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't drink it. Yeah, you would not have felt. Yeah, well. same here. <laughs> That's, this is why I I had to run that analysis again. I was expecting it to be uh, something, someone else, uh, and. Uh, the professor is looking at the outline uh, as was prearranged, but this was not. What have you done? And he looks really serious and actually angry. You've never seen this guy angry. Like on all of the television programs, all the lectures, he's been such a bon homie, lovely, friendly, uncle to everybody guy. And he looks angry. So DJ Moves is kind of surprised by this response and puts his paws, his flippers, his his hands, whatever you want to call them up, and says, Oh, steady on, darling. I think you're taking this a little too seriously. You see, Dora and me were a little bit insulted by the motive that we've been given. And he gives a big side eye to the engineer, who does look a little bit guilty, but not enough to stop looking extremely pissed off. Anyway, we decided to get a little uh, revenge. Uh, we decided to play a little trick on you. You see, uh, it's, it's, it's really quite simple. Uh, when I received the outline, that wasn't Vic. That wasn't Vic. This isn't Vic. And he's pointing at the outline on the floor with the chalk IX, which is still kind of like oozing to the side. Is like, well, you see, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
You almost had it, sweetheart. You see, when... Where is Vic? Oh, he's hiding in here somewhere. He's probably that set of blue books up on the shelf. You know, a UPN can change shape real easy. They're, they're playing hide and seek with the UPN, you're gonna lose. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about a thing. But when he's like trying to reassert the fact that Vic is hiding, the, the professor is shaking his head and then looks to you, Larry, because you're like the figure of authority in this group of detectives. <laughs> Basically. Larry is the... It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. Only brain cells. Your designated adult. And Except for mine, but I was loaned that one. That's true. You, you were very much given that one, but uh, you still have that. Don't, don't forget about it. Um, but the professor looks at Larry and says, um, the chalk samples one of them that you gave me was was from this outline wasn't it yeah and the professor looks at dj moves and says uh is this was vic tim and this doesn't seem to register properly like dj moves is just kind of like nah now you're trying to play a joke on me now but Cuisine Kit has come too, thanks to your catching her. Uh, she didn't concuss herself. And uh, she's sort of saying something in a, in a muttery way. Uh, Lar Larry leads in to try and hear what she's saying. Uh, she, I'm not going to make you make a perception check. She's just saying, the eye, the eye wasn't... <laughs> When I saw it, it wasn't a, it wasn't an X. And DJ moves actually hears this and says, oh, well, that's right, darling, but that's, that's why I know this is, can't be Vic Tim, because when I saw it was a line and now it's an X. And now like the puzzle pieces are starting to click together in his head very slowly. And he's like, uh, well, I, I assume that, you know, Vic, he's such a, a joker. He must have. Uh, he must have drawn it. That's right. He he drew it, and then he's put next. Cause... You just murdered a man. Don't... Like actually, I mean, murder happens, but I think you accidentally murdered a man. I don't was think it, it was accidental, right, Dora Z? Dora hasn't been saying anything because she's been, as it were, doing this laughing so much that she can't talk thing. And it really does seem to be fairly genuine because she sort of goes <laughs> <laughs> and gives DJ moves a huge shove between the shoulder blades so that he goes toppling over, like, basically rolls across the room because he's such a spherical designed character and uh, comes to a he's stop. A comes to a stop near the engineer who does not help him up. Uh, and yeah, that was a really, that was a mean shove. Uh, yeah, what do you say to her? Um, I think before Snailian says anything, actually, they're going to try and, like, pull out the rope because they have access to all this stuff and try to, like, fish what's left of the outline outside. Like, like if they can if they can keep him from dead dying, even if he's, like, hurt, they can fix it. But if he's, if he's, if he's, if he dissolves, he's gone. Okay, you so, can, I'm gonna make you, uh, this is such a roll, like, what do you roll to do this? Is this sleight of hand? Because it's like a dex thing? I mean, there is a medicine skill. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty medicine. sure this would be medicine. Yeah, make a medicine check. That's, that's exactly what you should do. Thank you, brain cells. Uh, dirty 22, thank you. 22! <gasps> Uh, uh, yeah, so the result of that 22 is, Snailian, you, you pick up part of the outline and either side of it, it breaks. And any place that you try to pick this up, it breaks. 
and that cross for an eye is like really looking like a permanent fixture and Dora sort of is giggling now and is pointing at it and she says, you know, it's really funny. There's only two occasions. Did you know this? There's only two occasions when a toon has a cross for an eye. And do you know what those two things are? How about you, Charlie? Charlie, you tell me. Well, first up, if he's dead. For another, if he's... Did, did you get him drunk? Oh. Did you poison him? <laughs> well, I suppose you could say he's been drunk, all right. <laughs> oh, hey, Professor, Professor. I loved your lectures on color. Hey, what'd you get? What'd you get? And she's pulling out a hip flask when she says this while swirling her cocktail. She says... What do you get when you mix blue, and she looks at Vic, with green? And she's pouring something green from that hip flex into the cocktail. And it no, sort no, no, of... No, 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 stop, stop, stop! It sort of hisses when it hits the top of it, and it glows this amazing turquoise glow that you saw the first time that she was making this cocktail. Oh, God, I did drink him! <laughs> Can someone please hold Charlie back because he is legit about to just like leap on her without thinking about it, please? I can't believe I actually drank a man! Actually, you didn't drink a man. You drank a purple thing right at the beginning, which was not a dead tune. This is a oh, dead thank tune. thank God. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't have done that to you. <laughs> Short kid drinks a man. Jesus. Snail is like, if we if we if we can make her throw up, then then it might be okay. If we if we got we got a stomach pump, there's there's things for when you've drunk too much. We can we can we can and they're like so focused on if they can fix this. Because like they don't have any other idea what else to do if this isn't fake. Uh Shorts Kid, after thinking that they accidentally almost drank a man and realizing that they didn't just says, so that's where he is then. He's currently in you. So all we have to do to fix him is get him out of you, right? Is anyone holding Charlie back? Oh, no, buddy. Get him. Larry, Larry, what about you? Uh, you've been awfully quiet. Did you need to die? Oh, no. Oh, uh, you didn't die. Larry, Larry is just very quietly processing. Larry is a man of few words. This, this absolutely bananas turn things have taken okay goes, okay uh if no wow. one's holding no, 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 charlie no. back then he's just gonna fucking pounce no on no 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 dora uh, La larry and, larry is um, just talking slowly larry's just talking slowly La sorry <laughs> sorry now that is truly a cliche humans are just the worst i mean he's not gone for like good he'll be okay we know how to get him back uh i'm actually going to make the engineer try and hold uh charlie back because he would actually do that uh so what do i have to roll uh strength or shall i just do that uh you can just do that if charlie has someone to kind of like mentally hold him in check he will not leap he won't like go pushing past him so like an arm in front of him will do yeah you you feel this stocky really surprisingly tough arm come across you and when you lifted him up before you know when he was your worst enemy a couple of minutes ago he was surprisingly light you know he is a bird he has hollow bones but when you did you did get a feel like this thing is built this this creature can like wreck shop if it wants to and uh, it is very calmly holding you back despite being quite sh a lot shorter than you because an engineer's job is to look after its passengers and he has re regained some of his composure but there is a sort of grim quietude about him now and i apologize to everybody 
Because you actually almost solved this. I actually had to put the brakes on these players, guys, everyone who's listening, because they almost solved the fact that Vic was in the cocktail shaker. <laughs> they actually almost did that. And I feel bad for having to like step in, but I still wanted this to be a surprise. So please forgive me for doing that. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, this is entirely valid. This is great. This is terrible. It's great. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think Snailian is actually going to look at Ludwig and say, Ludwig, what does happen if you alter a UPAN's color? Uh, Ludwig uh, does not correct you on his name because everybody gets it wrong. He's used to it. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, he, he sort of uh, takes his glasses off and polishes them in basically a, a funereal pose. Is like, Terpentine acetone benzene. It is... The only way to kill a tune. Uh, you may not know it by uh, that name, but for most of the world, it is known universally as dip. <gasps> I believe that that is what is in your hip flask, is it not, madam? And Dora does a little cheers with her cocktail towards the professor. You did it, you clever little duck. And the engineer, is for the first time, finds his voice and says, why? Why murder Victor Tim? He was just a harmless linesman. You you had no actual motive. I gave you that motive. And Dora looks bored. Again, he's not actually dead. Oh, he is so uh, dead. I mean... He's incredibly dead. He is extremely dead. He's so dead. Uh, Shorts Kid is just like, death happens. If he was super murdered and all that, then I would have been murdered now by like 10 times over. All This is super fixable. Like, Super duper fixable. Larry Larry lays a hand on Shorts Kid's shoulder. And he shakes his head and goes, you don't come back from getting dipped. And Shorts Kid is like, I break time and space regularly. And just says, uh, then turns to uh, Train Dad and is like, uh, you know those movie props that you uh, once, uh, you, that you still have actually, because like you haven't given me all of them back. Uh, can I have one of them right now? They're called space bars. The engineer looks uh, distraught again. He shakes his head and he says, I haven't got any. They're back in the studio. And he's still like looking at Dora, expecting an explanation. And at this point, I apologize again because it is time for the monologue. So I'm going to be having to talk for a long time. I apologize, but we'll get through this. <clears throat> Go so, for it. Yeah. Go ahead. Having questioned her, like, why she's murdered this completely harmless toot who did nothing to her, Dora just looks utterly bored and looks at the outline, like, disgusted. Oh, that irritating little man? I couldn't care less about him. (laughs) No, no, you big silly. This, and Dora is glaring at both the engineer and DJ Moves, this is all about you. Dora sneers at everyone in the room, including you four. This is about all of you. DJ Moves... Pulls himself to the upwards from the floor. I was about to say to the floor, and that doesn't make any sense. But he stutters and sweats literal bullets, which ping as they hit the floor. He's like, darling. And he looks really hurt because he was actually genuinely a huge fan of Dora, as are many tunes. But Dora throws the last of this drink down her throat before throwing the glass on the floor. Two. You're all the same. Always taking us honest, real, kind actors' work. Just because a toon can do what a real kind can, except without breathing, and they get all the best roles. Why we real folk get to play what? The straight man? The villain? The... She shudders. 
love interest. Ugh, they tried to pair me with a bee in my last movie. Can you imagine the humiliation? Oh, how I hate you tunes. Oh, but you, a pair of tune directors, you two are the worst of all. And the engineer and DJ moves look at each other in bewildered shock, then back at this hateful glare that Dora's E scale is sending their way. You know, a long time ago, when Toonkind came to Anquil, they got mixed reviews. Some folks would just loved you from the start, but a lot of us real people always thought that you were kind of off, didn't work right, shouldn't be, but time passed and well <laughs> bygones were bygones for most people and boy you had to admit those tunes sure could put on a show she begins pacing up and down looking increasingly sour and her voice has lost any of the sweetness that it had at the beginning of this journey and then those clever little candlestick lumiere brothers went and invented film it was hard enough for a real kind bard to get a look at edgeways before that with you and your elastic acting capacities. Ooh, tunes! They're so empathetic. They connect with the audience. They can easily convey complex emotions and philosophical concepts to a wide spectrum of viewers. <laughs> As if we couldn't do all that before your kind came along. But when I got my first big break, I beat you. I beat the system. Sweet little 16-year-old me up on the silver screen with my adorable steel soldier, the raggedy scare rook, and of course my lovely big old cuddly cowardly tiger. Oh, people adored me. Dora Z. Scale and the marvelous magician of Was in glorious Technicolor was the biggest <coughs> film since film had been invented. Another tune in sight. I thought then, perhaps, just perhaps, this was the turning point. That this was where us real kind actors would get our revenge. Her shoulders slump, suddenly, her expression of wild glee melting into bitter contempt. But it was worse on the screen than on the stage, and my success became a ball and chain. After that picture, everything I did just wasn't as good or wasn't the same. I was too famous, typecast for life. I even got paired up with tunes to try and make things work because, you know, apparently I wasn't good enough for those hack job producers by myself. She glares indiscriminately around at you all, working with your sort, scurrying and screaming and bouncing around me all the time. Is it any wonder I couldn't put my heart into the work I got? The years rolled on, the reviews got meaner, and the opportunities became fewer. And all the time, just to rub it in, you two were pouring out film after film, hit after hit, winning award after award after award. And the last words are singularly directed at the engineer with such venom it's a wonder he doesn't take damage from poison. But Dora finally stops and straightens up with a triumphant, snarling savagery in her eyes. Bah, Toonkind. Why, you're not a real species. You're not even a medium. You're a genre. And now you can all be horrified and indignant. You don't murder a man. I feel insulted. Charlie is ready to kill a bitch right now. <laughs> so, like, I still hope that the engineer is still holding him back. <laughs> He is, but not with much enthusiasm. No, 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 you listen to me! And Snailian is like, furious. I have only just come here. I had 
almost everything to my name taken from me because I happened to fall from the stars. And that was wrong and bad and funny and silly and goofy. But you listen to me. That doesn't mean that I judge every single person who is a police person because they're not all the same. You think you can judge every single person who has ever made a movie just because they aren't like you? Because they aren't like you, that doesn't, that makes them wrong, that makes them evil and bad, and that makes it so that you can kill a person. How dare you? And she looks disgusted and says, if you think Toonkind are abominations, well, maybe you should consider that if real kind are so great, you're an abomination to real kind. Oh, go off, Snailian, that was amazing. That's pretty nice. fucked up. <laughs> Holy hells. Whoa. Anybody else want to contribute? Uh... Shorts Kid, uh, Larry, clapped, oh, kid. <laughs> and then walks over to Dora and uh, gently takes her hand and says, you said you didn't like getting typecast, but you kind of cast yourself as the villain. Uh, she whips her hand out of yours and is like disgusted and is going to try and kick you. Please make a deck save. Good thing I'm good at that. Uh, I'm going to roll with acrobatics. Nice. Like 25. Uh, where is that? It's not in the game zone. It's in the chestnut gallery. Chestnut gallery, sorry. I fucked up. Uh, yeah. Okay. 30-25. You, you yep. do an amazing backflip, uh, which is, uh, yeah, just as well, because the engineer was about to throw himself in front of you, but you get you get out of the way, and he's, like, relieved. And also, like, he he's, like, beyond emotion right now. He has no idea what to do with himself. Uh, Larry, you were about to say something. It's like I said, extremely cliché. Seems like all the humans are just villains these days. And he pulls out his banjo and he gives a sort of little twist at uh the what's it? Um <laughs> the, the tuning thing. Yeah. And suddenly, yeah. And suddenly the supports all all along the round of the banjo turn into very elongated spikes. What? And he wields that thing like a club. Yeah! <laughs> and he launches at her. <laughs> okay. Yes! Yeah, surprise attack. Uh, yeah, roll to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and- can I interject with uh, Shorts Kid uses hold person on him? Really? Why? I mean, you can. Uh, because you're trying to attack this lady, and yeah, she murdered someone, but like, we kind of need her in one piece to get back the dude. Uh, uh, I mean, he's not planning on bisecting her. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, That's no, fair. I'll, say, I'll say that this works for dramatic effect because guess what? She's not finished talking. Uh, so just to delay the inevitable conflict, which will totally happen. You'll get your chance to kick her butt. Don't worry about it. Um, but Larry, you you do this awesome swing and it stops just before it hits her between the eyes. And she tosses her head. This is Dora, not sure it's good. Who's a, who's a they, he, she? I'm not sure anymore, but I love them. Uh, Dora kid is whatever you want them to be. Yeah. What's a gender anyway? Dora tosses yeah. her head rebelliously in the face of this imminent threat, like completely fearlessly. She says, say what you like. Do what you like. But I've already won. <laughs> because after this, she laughs, gesturing at the engineer in a dismissive wave. Him? He's finished. The great engineer, the movie-making monster with an unbroken winning streak of over 40 years, the most beloved, famous, outlandishly, toonishly, toon-kind director in all of Einquell, wrecked, ruined, brought to his knees in the scandal of the century. 
and you can practically see the background behind the engineer crack like a pane of glass and fall away, his jaw slackening in an expression of dawning horror as he realizes the truth of what Dora is saying. Just imagine a murder, a real one, happening right under his nose on tape. All because he wanted to play at making movies instead of doing his job. The papers will have a field day. Oh, and I'm sure your cute little fluffy duck of a financier is going to be thrilled by that. How much do you owe him already? You sure jumped right in line when he asked you to drive this train as a little publicity stunt for its opening voyage. But I don't think it was as no favor to a friend. Oh, dear me, no. And I know that for a fact, thanks to our late loose-lipped linesman here. She gestures at the still white outline of Victor Tim on the ground and then scuffs it viciously with her heel, scattering chalk. And she returns her glare to the engineer's face. You're on the verge of bankruptcy. Even if you survive what comes next, your reputation, your career, and your precious dodo studio won't. Certainly not when Screw McCodger, the great and terrible, learns about what you did to his brand new, extremely expensive taffy train cross-continental due to your negligence. And then she smiles at Woodleg sweetly before adding, not to mention how you've endangered the life of his dear friend, the professor, and everyone else on board. The engineer is still reeling from the onslaught. Manages to shake his head and look puzzled. Wait, in danger? <gasps> what the peck are you talking about? Everybody make a dex saving throw. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Including the engineer. Um, I was about to say, uh, oh, before so. she says that Short's Kid uh, uses hold person on her also. Eh. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm not sure. Charlie failed. I'm not Charlie sure failed. I can allow that. Oh. It depends how you do on this dex. Nine. Okay, uh, so, um... Yeah, roll decks uh, and then we'll see. Thirteen isn't gonna do it. I will say a thirteen is not gonna make it. Uh, all yeah. of you, all of you who got under fifteen are thrown violently against the bookshelves, and the bookshelves upend their books onto you. The engineer does manage to uh, not be completely thrown out of order, but it's partly because he's dived on top of you, shorts kid. So you don't take any uh, damage. However, those of you who uh, Again, we're underneath a 15. You take two bludgeoning damage, all of you. Uh, Question, and I'm probably going to regret this. Yes. Charlie did get a crit fail. Yeah. Um, you you take four. Okay. Well, <laughs> also, in is, the case is, of uh, Larry, uh, he didn't get like thrown because yeah. he was literally frozen in space yeah. uh, due to the magic. But uh, as I soon as Short's Kid ran... Uh, got sort of uh, tackled to be not crushed by books. Uh, they let go of a uh, hold person by accident. So now Larry is free to move as he pleases. He is, except that the entire train has just lurched and cracked up and down like a whip, as if the taffy train has just hiccuped violently. violently. Hiccuped violently. That's really hard to say. Writing it down was a lot easier than saying it out loud. Huh, go figure. And Dora laughs with a distinctly unhinged air as Otto begins barking and snarling while the lights flicker on and off. Oh dear, it sounds like somebody aboard your lovely little toy train might have, uh, gummed up the works. Better run along now. You've already got one body on your hands. I'm sure you wouldn't want to be responsible for any more, would you? Oh 
But then again, she shrugs, I know how fond you are of explosions. The engineer pauses with an expression somewhere between terror and absolute fury as the pained scream of the taffy train's whistle echoes through the carriage. And then he vanishes through the door towards the source at a speed that defies the laws of physics. And Dora turns towards DJ Moves with a triumphant sneer as the door closes behind the engineer. Oh, and as for you, darling, (laughs) well, don't you worry, none. You'll get your just reward for being such a big fan of mine. Although I do have to apologize. You see, that soap I asked you to get your penguins to put in the gumball fuel caddy. You know, that cute little practical joke I suggested to get your own back on the engineer. It wasn't just bubblegum scented. DJ Moves' face slips from almost hopeless to completely hopeless, his star-shaped sunglasses falling off his face as he realizes what he's done. Oh, and please do thank your little penguin friends for being so, so obliging as to help me bring all my large, heavy luggage on board without checking what or who was inside it. It was so helpful. Isn't that right, boys? She calls the last words over her shoulder as the door shudders with one blow, two blow, and then on the third, a shining silver axe blade cleaves straight through it. Please roll initiative. Oh no. Oh yeah. Here we go. Is kind of distraught because they're just like, damn it, this is like another time that someone has tried to kill me because of like offense at someone else. And they're just, they look at Dora and they're like, Again, not so doing so good on the not making yourself a villain thing. Um, I'm still not totally mad at you. I've had, like, worse, but you really gotta try harder. (laughs) Okay, this is the part uh, which uh, I have to ask you all to help me keep track of who's in what order. So, uh, is that all of you that's rolled initiative? Okay. Yes. Don't forget to roll Uh, yourself, though. Oh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Because uh, this this combat is going to be a little bit interesting, and I also have to ask you like some questions before we go into it, just to see how it's going to play out. So at the moment we've got Charlie in the lead, and then we've got oh, you've written it down for me. That's kind. Oh, you've written. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, that's a different character. Nearly, nearly. Close but no cigar. Larry is now a rabbit. Sorry, someone put Waz instead. Who Could is uh, one, one of you? These other characters. It was Wazzle all along. It was. Who knew? <laughs> this is what he does in his downtime. It's fine. I am being mercilessly roasted. It happens. You deserve this. It's what happens. You made a mistake in the group oh, chat. Oh, how the turntable. Typo in the group chat. You fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you fucked up. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to request a quick little break because uh, I am parched, so I need uh, to take a drink after that huge monologue. Thank you for being so patient. Um, but chug, I just need to chug, stretch my chug, legs. Chug. Uh, yeah. So I'll be back in a minute. You can all discuss how horrified you are. And again, I'm sorry for like... Uh, <laughs> preventing you from fully solving the murder because you basically were already on the right track you did it okay back in a minute true we did come up with it you did uh wow well now i'm now i'm disappointed unless uh mod has something else up her sleeve because she she privately said like ah. Oh, 
DJ Moon gets to have a song, and I was like, hell yeah, and it's like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Well, bold of you to assume that Dora Z won't start singing as she starts trying to whack us. She has gone full Wicked Witch of the West, so we'll see. Right. Does she have ruby slippers we can steal? <laughs> and I mean, also, like, bold of you to assume that Mod won't make another game that has DJ moves where he can have his own song. I know, but I was, I was hoping for uh, dueling musicians. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Dirt Kid is just very much like, yep, same shit as always. <laughs> Looks like it's Tuesday. Yep. It's Wednesday, my dudes. No problem. I'm so excited because Snailing is going to be so mad. Also, thank you guys for letting me, like, go off. Snailing's monologue was legit the best thing I've ever heard. It was delightful. It was literally me going off the cuff. Uh, uh, they would be very horrified by this. Uh, uh, they would be mad and say something. Ah! You did so good, though! Oh, this is about Snailian's speech. Yeah, that kicked butt! That was really good! Just, everyone's, like, all angry and stuff at Dora, and, like, rightfully so, and I'm just thinking, Shorts Kid is like, I've been murdered, like, multiple times. At least, like, three times by people I've considered friends or acquaintances. So this really isn't new. Sometimes people just try to murder you, and then you're the best of pals afterwards. So, yeah. like, Not I don't happen know with what this you one. guys are all freaking out about. Let's just break space-time and get in that. Oh, no. Oh, honey. I mean, to be fair, Shorts Kid, we... We're tunes mm. of all people. Yeah. You should understand that it's worth getting a little bit emotional about <laughs> shit going down. Like, like I gotta say, Charlie's main reason for being completely like outraged and terrified and angry at the moment is because like his boyfriend is a UPAN, and oh. now he's just kind of got this image of his head in his head of like, oh, <gasps> oh shit, what if this? Ah, uh, oh no. <gasps> Oh, so no, I didn't yeah, even know that. So fair. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Oh, that's Now really Charlie funny. has to go make out with his boyfriend for science. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I oh, mean boy. like on the other hand, he's got new ideas for various cons they can pull together, mm -hmm. but also he's terrified and furious. I will say, like, in my Aww. head canon, like UPANs are very, you know, loosey-goosey with their outlines and their colours, but not all of them can separate their outline completely from their colour, which is why this party trick was kind of impressive, even to UPAans. But Vic could only do it for a certain amount of time, and it would become very uncomfortable after a while. So, yeah. Uh, he's not gonna have to worry about that now, though. He's dead! He's really dead. Okay, so oh, no. here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have a, some very simple questions with yes or no answers, and uh, depending on this, will sort of affect how this fight goes. Uh, so my, my first question is... Do you want to fight her? Yes. Yeah. Shorts Kid doesn't really, but she also just said that she was gonna straight up fuck up Train Dad, mm -hmm. which has firmly put Shorts Kid on the side of, I don't want to hurt you, but also I think I'm gonna smack you. Yeah, she's... Yeah, maybe we have to incapacitate her and her clan that has secretly gotten on, because she said the word bombs. Um... Well, she didn't, say, she didn't say the word bombs, uh, but you'll you'll figure out what's happened fairly, fairly <laughs> shortly. Um, yeah, it's, it's a thing. What happens when you gum up the works of something that's uh, 
powered by uh, pop rocks and sugar. Well, there's a lot of pressure yeah. involved, I will say that much. Okay, yeah, so you all, want to, you all want to go into uh, a fight. That's great. That, that makes everything much more fun for me. Uh, but the other question is... Do you want to help the engineer? Yes. yes. Okay. Snailian is committed to helping the train and is so sorry that they ever implied that the train was the murderer <laughs> because, like, they were so far off and, like, like every time there's been more information, there's been, like, more degrees of, no, you are so far off. It's yeah. like, first it started with train obviously couldn't kill them and is sad. Then it went to train is actively helping people to train is being framed and is probably going to be destroyed if we don't fix it. And also Dorazi is trying to ruin Toonkind because she wants a better role. Yeah, she's messed up. <laughs> uh, I think Short's kids' priorities are... Number one, uh, break time and space to fix Victor Tim. Number two, maybe kick Dora's ass, and that's about it. Well, I'm going to say straight up that the first isn't an option. Otherwise, all of this game would not even be worth playing. <laughs> so that's a pass. Uh, uh, Uni, are you... The other thing I'm keeping in mind, like, and then what Charlie has in mind, if the train's possibly going to explode, is Charlie has currently... Eight uses of Featherfall if he doesn't use up any of his other spell slots. It may well so come he in can useful. rescue like eight people if necessary. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of penguins and owls on this train. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, Uni, what's your take on this? What does Larry feel right now? I can't imagine. Fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a summary. Yeah, fine. That's an emotion. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's a valid emotion. Very he wants valid. To, he wants to kick her ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. You want to help the engineer. So what I'm going to say is you can fight these guys while you're going up the train. And there are two options to do this, obviously. Charlie, you discovered one of them is that you can take to the rooftop of this train and take the conflict there. In fact, I should probably start posting things that would be useful, like, you know, uh, overhead map of the rooftop of the train but that's also going to help if you take this conflict inside the train because you can equally travel up the uh the train i'm trying to pin this message while i'm talking which is quite hard uh and you can take advantage as it were of the interiors of these unusual train carriages. I have not bothered to draw them all. I'm just gonna say like, for example, if you ended up in the bathing car, you would have a lot of water and you could do stuff with that. It's gonna be like that sort of situation. But I don't think we... Charlie's, Charlie's been on the outside of the train. He does not want to do that again. And while it would be fun to push these guys off the side of the train, he doesn't want his friends falling off the side of the train. So don't I want to actually? To... Sorry, oh, you finish. I, I was just asking. Don't we actually want to keep Dora Z away from the engine, considering she's the one that mucked it up in the first place? That's up to Consider, you guys. If it explodes, she goes with it. Yeah, it's very much a. It's gonna go. It's gonna go, and uh, the whole train is at risk right now. The entire thing. Mm. So we gotta. Okay. We gotta do that thing where we like turn off some of the cars so that we can save all the penguins and then we go hmm. i mean okay actually i said that as a joke but actually if we remove everything from the bathing car considering that well, well actually 
from where, yeah, from the library to the bathing car, that could probably save all of the people who are in the back carriages who weren't there for the dramatic reveal. But that also means we have to get past the people who are trying to break down the door. I will say, in regards to that, there's one person who's extremely good and helpful and would be really, uh, you know, able to help you with decoupling carriages. Do you know who that guy is? The engineer? Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> you, you have a multitude of options here, uh, but basically to keep it simple, what I'm going to say is you can fight... Like, so for each round of conflict, we'll move up a carriage. And it sounds to me, like, with Charlie's testimony, that you don't want to be on the roof, which is difficult terrain. So, like, do you want to go through the carriages? Let's go through the carriages, but Smaillian is, like, definitely interested on getting on the roof if it means more people will be safe. So Snailian is willing to go on the roof, although they will fight wherever the fight is. Okay, uh, that leaves it to you, Larry, and Shortskid, basically. We'll go with the majority. Um, uh, Shortskid is fine with wherever because they have a plus six to acrobatic. What does Larry feel about this? Where do you want to be? Because the other option was that you could just stay and keep the conflict in the library, but I thought it would be kind of funny if we were like, going up the train. Um, I mean, it's other people who are interested in helping the engineer. Larry's in the mode of like, you guys go on ahead, I'll head off these assholes right here. Actually, I will say that's, that's an option. If one of you wants to uh, keep them at bay, that will give other people the option of going ahead, making traps or whatever, and then, you know, waiting for them to come up and meet those I mean, obstacles. I mean, everybody else is actually more invested in directly fighting Dora than currently Snailian is. Mm -hmm. Snailian might start going up if all three of you want to, like, head them off. Um, um, okay, so I think uh, Shorts Kid is going to head up with Snailian uh, to go help the engineer which uh, leaves Larry free to uh, kick the the ass of the various. And uh, if, um, I don't know what Charlie's doing. What is Charlie doing? Charlie's doing everything he can. <laughs> He's doing the best he can. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, does that 14 beat you, Charlie? I think it does. Uh, oh, my armor class? Uh, no, uh, no, it was uh, for initiative. Initiative. Initiative, yeah. Uh, 14 is the same as my initiative. I've got a higher initiative bonus, though, so I would actually go first. Yep, okay, that's fine. That means you go first. Um, sorry, this is me rolling for your opponents. So uh, at the moment now it's Charlie, Dora, then is it is it more bad guys after Dora? I it's think it also, yeah. I, I, would, I would like to actually comment. Larry uh, takes a glance at uh, DJ moves and mm -hmm. he says, I think it's time for you to make your heel turn. <laughs> DJ moves uh, is about to say something kind of like as a reflex. He's, he's so used to arguing with the engineer that his immediate response to any criticism is to uh, fight back. However, his eye has caught something on the silver axe blade and Dora's luggage was in the cargo hold. That silver blade is not exclusively silver at the moment. And he looks <gasps> absolutely aghast and just nods silently and he runs out of the same door as the engineer but you can then see him go paddle paddle paddle, paddle down the outside around the carriage on the outside because he's going straight to the cargo hold to try and like fix whatever has happened to his beloved penguins and uh, he's he's closely pursued by cuisine kit in fact uh Vudlig gives you all a look and sort of is like i think you guys can handle this and runs in the same direction as the engineer did uh so at this point uh i'm assuming 
that you're going to decide what you're doing in conflict as it happens. Uh, at the moment, you only have Dora facing you. The other people who are present have not actually entered the library. So, Charlie, what are you going to do to Dora? Charlie is going to do what he's been wanting to do for, like, the last ten minutes or however long the monologue was, and he's just going to fucking leap at her, um, like, pulling out, pulling his sword from nowhere as he goes, and he's gonna try and stab her. Please do that. This will be fun. That's a twelve. I don't think that's gonna hit. No, no, definitely not. In fact, you kind Actually, of- Actually, wait, no. For the, I was gonna say, for the sake of dramatics, I'm gonna use- Can I use my inspiration point on this? Oh, sure. Yeah, no, please do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Uh, you, you do double all right. damage. That's alright. How much do I actually- uh, That's uh, one that's gonna- uh, That's 16 damage. She takes Ooh. that. She takes that and she immediately looks like, oh, jeez. You know, she's like- <laughs> all ready to be all sort of sneery and dismissive of this pussycat who her dog dislikes so much and you just wallop her real good <laughs> and she doesn't have uh, anything before... clever to say Ooh. amazing all right before charlie's turn ends uh he's gonna kind of like look back over his shoulder at larry holding his hand massive snarl on his face and just goes like come on we can do this and larry you have bardic inspiration yeah hey. that's what bards do I love it. Beauty. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it is now it is now Dora's <laughs> turn. Oh, she's really not pleased with you. Uh, oh, no. Here's the thing. I want you to make a wisdom saving throw, and you make this at disadvantage, and I will explain in a bit. Oh, no, Charlie's not good with wisdom. <laughs> you oh, say you that's a critical me. fail! Charlie, or do you mean everybody? <gasps> that's a critical oh, I don't, fail. Uh, do I have to roll that second disadvantage considering no. I just got a crit fail? You literally can't do worse than that. That's incredible. Okay. I still so, have, I, oh, I, I'm just kind of going like, I still have a luck point left. I'm going to save it. I want to see what horrible thing happens here. Let's yeah. do this. Uh, so here's the thing, Charlie. She's extremely pissed. She's so pissed at you. Wow. And she's been tolerating you this whole time because you barged in on her little nice fake dinner with DJ Grooves, which she was like going to enjoy giving him like subtle hints that she was going to murder you all where you know you turned up so she couldn't do that and it sucked and uh so you feel terrible suddenly you feel awful and the rest of you see this kind of red pixie dust uh outline charlie for a second and he goes sort of slack and his head sort of tilts to one side slightly and he sort of turns around and he looks a bit like, you know, vacant. And Dora says, ah, you are just a piece of work, aren't you, Charlie? And you know, I, I get the feeling that you didn't get along with the engineer. Isn't that right? And then you say this, and I have sent you what Charlie is going to say in a private message. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> that old bird was such a con artist. I wouldn't put it past him to have rigged the train to explode from the start himself. We all know he'd do anything for a good shot. Something must have gone wrong with the stunt. That, or he was just too old to get it clear, clear of it in time. You see, it's this funny thing, like, all it would take is one little paparazzi with a recording device, and, oh, that would be all over the headlines. Oh, it's too bad he won't be alive to see it, but, ah, oh, his entire empire's gonna crumble just like that, and I'm gonna be around to see it. That's for sure, isn't it, boys? And now it's the 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 friends. Dora's friends have come to play, and uh, you all know who these guys are. 
And uh, shambling through the doorway, you have the gruesome, familiar uh, trio of the Steel Soldier, the Scarook, and is is it a tiger? No, it's more like a lion. No, it's more like a bear. Oh me, oh my, it's all three. So you have... Oh my god. You have a scarecrow who looks like he was partly made out of a real person. And you have a steel soldier who looks like a badly fitting suit of tin, really like bad prop armor. And at the joints, it's slightly open and you can definitely see something skeletal in there. And the tiger. Oh, this poor, beautiful creature. It was a tiger. You remember the tiger from the movie. And it was apparently so badly damaged by whatever's happened to it that parts of it have had to be replaced with a lion and a bear. And it is standing on two back legs, shambling towards you. And the first person who comes through the door is the Scarook. And he reaches out his raggedy arm and he... Sings. Being undead is a drag. Nothing like the life I had. But I cannot complain. I've got no free will, but I don't feel ill because I haven't got a brain. And his arm splits open and red poppies come flying out of it at you all. And you, oh all, you all need to make a constitution saving throw. Great, because I'm, I'm so good at these. Yeah. God, God fucking oh, damn it! That's a six. Oh, a twenty. Very good, Larry. <laughs> oh, why is what's with all these crit fails? Mm, why what? is Charlie getting all these ones? You still have a luck point. I will remind you. So, at this point, I'm just pretty convinced that Short's kid is just, as most children, has a bad constitution. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna leave it on that crit fail to okay. be quite honest, because considering Charlie just got like mind mind heck mind pecked yeah mind by pecked. dora i'm gonna say he's probably not too good with countering whatever happens next that's that's very in character and uh good for you uh unfortunately shorts kid charlie you're both fast asleep hey Honk. yeah you you just collapse the on the spot hitting the floor and uh, you you have this lovely poppy scented dream and uh yeah you, you are just flat out on the floor. Well, yeah, that that, that happened. Unfortunately, uh, you know, due to due to things, I have lumped all of these characters together. So now, now it is the Steel Soldier's turn, who looks towards the most obvious threat, who is Larry, and uh, is going to take a swing at you, my friend. So uh, I will roll to attack. Does that hit? I don't think it does. That won't do it. No, it bounces off nope. you. It like it's oh. like well maybe it doesn't even I don't think it even gets close to you uh, and you get the feeling that this guy didn't put like all of his effort into that swing. Uh, on the other hand, there's another guy in the room. Oh my goodness, this guy is tall. Oh my goodness, this guy is big and scary. Oh me, oh my. Uh, fortunately, you duck it and <clears throat> this enormous paw, which you know. It's, it's got stitches all over it. It's like, ugh, ugh, how is that thing holding itself together? And it smashes into the bookshelf. The The real casualty of this is the complete collection of Steven Spielberg's, I mean, Steven Spielberg's uh, autobiography, which uh, is never going to be read again in that state, I will tell you that. Uh, so yeah, all, all three of these minions have taken their turns. And now 
It is back to you guys. So it is Larry, your turn. Well, as I said, Larry's pissed. Mm-hmm. So what he's going to do is go into a rage. Yes! Now you know yes! why the bard doesn't do a good perform role. I never said he was a bard! Yeah! <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. Oh, <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Okay, so yes, uh, Larry lets out a feral scream like he's got a mask on so you can't see his face but you can tell there is something going on down there and he launches himself at dora hey good choosing yeah roll to hit i mean i guess you're like swinging to hit Hmm? where where, 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 yeah oh he wears his amber crumbie with trouble and with pain. Hey, listen, I wrote a whole song so I wouldn't use copyrighted music. Let's 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 keep it let's keep it lidded. <laughs> I mean that was beautiful though, I love you. <laughs> oh man. Also, do you know how hard oh. it is to write a song that has a semblance to one of the most earbug like popular songs in the world? It was so hard to get anywhere close. Okay, yeah, she takes 12 damage, and she's looking... Pretty. No, uh, actually, 14 damage, because I get oh, plus, plus two, two more yeah, uh, of the rage. For, for raging. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, uh, she's like, like, mm, she doesn't look good. She, she looks a bit sick, in fact. She's bloodied, and uh, yeah, she she's like, whoa. Uh, but it's not her turn, so she can't do anything about it. And it's your turn, Shorts Kid. Unless, Larry, have you got any bonus actions you want to take? Uh, let's see. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's it for now. Okay, good for you. Uh, that was, that was very good. Uh, yeah, Shorts Kid, <laughs> now, now is the time to decide what are you going to do? Well, they're asleep, I'm so asleep. Funny. Oh, you're asleep. Oh, that's what you're gonna do. You sleep. Uh, by the way, you know this is this is sleep as in the spell sleep. So any of the rest of you that being only Snail and Larry, if you shake these guys, they will wake up, but they will sleep unless they are disturbed. Yeah. So just uh, just yeah, I'm mind. sleep. Just yeah. uh, picture me a zombie. <laughs> Coming through your skull right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, oh, I, I can't remember sleep off the top of my head, but can't you do like a will save um, to try it and break out of it as well? Uh, I'm not even sure because usually you're using this against uh, enemies. I guess I will do that to make it slightly more fair for the players. So yeah, by the when end of I this, kill you like I've never killed before. Yeah, will you and stop singing copyrighted I'll... music? Please! And kill some more! Oh my god! I went beyond! It's like I could check the spell list. Oh. It falls under parody because I'm enhancing it with my music. YouTube doesn't give a shit! I've checked this! Oh my god, if this gets taken down, I'm gonna be so pissed. Anyway, never mind. If it's under 10 seconds, you can have it in. I don't know. YouTube is such a bloody minefield when it comes to this shit. Let's. Just like, I appreciate the improv, it's beautiful, and any other time I would endorse it, but please, I want this audio to stay online. Okay. Alright, fair. 
Okay, um, we'll we'll wait on the analysis for sleep, but I will be willing to oh, let you yeah. do it. Sorry, my also. internet's going slow at the moment. <laughs> it's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, but the next person in the turn is Snail. So, Snailian, what are you up to? Snailian's going to do a whole lot this turn, but first, before we move from Short's Kid, do, we, do you want them to do that saving throw, or do you want the official... If they're going to uh, do a saving throw, it'll have to be next turn, which it isn't yet, so... Okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So, Snailian who only got a little bit of ways, um, is going to look back and look at their spells and look at everything, and then they're going to smack their helmet, and they're going to say, Snellmet, parentheses, snail helmet, end parentheses. <laughs> and, their and their helmet is going to glow and start shifting around them because their helmet is actually an animated shield, so they don't have to hold the helmet in order for it to... Uh, protect them against attacks. However, the parentheses and end parentheses do have to be said aloud, so they have done that. Next, they're going to slink back, and they're probably going to, like, let me see. I think they're going to... So that was a bonus action. Got one action. Sorry, I promise I'm deciding between two things, not completely aimless. It's fine. Um, also, I will remind you, you all have movement, so if you want to use that movement, I have purposefully designed these carriages to be under 30 feet, so you can move to the next carriage when you've, like, done shit. Except for the people who are fucking asleep. <laughs> okay, so I think what Snailian is going to do is Snailian's going to move back and shake Short's kid. Um, do I have to roll for that? No, you, that's a free action. You can just do that. Okay, that's a free action. Okay. And then while they're still, like, on top of Short's Kid and shaking it, they're going to use their actual action to brush Larry's, uh, pants leg and cast protection from evil and good. Until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures, and I am choosing undead. Mm-hmm. Very good choice. The, the protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on tacker rolls against the target. The target can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed by any creature, the target has advantage on new saving throws. So I was going to do that with Charlie, but considering he's currently also still nullified, I figured it was better to protect Larry. This is That was an excellent move for a lot of reasons. Hey, uh, everybody for the team play that. That was really good. Um, but not Nicely least, done. not least, because these guys are not like in command of their own intelligence, let's say, and they are basically programmed to attack the most obvious threat. And I have to say, Larry, you're the most obvious threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, kind of brought that on himself, but mm -hmm. it's cool. He is ready for a bloodbath. <laughs> Murder time! Murder with Larry, our favorite program. Okay, so I um, think. Yeah. Is I think no Snailian's going to get right up to the door. Mm -hmm. You can with, go through with it. the rest of their move, but they're not going to move through it yet okay. because they have one more spell they want to cast, but they don't have the time to do it yet. So, okay. so they're they're sort of hunkering back, but they'll be back in before they go to the next carriage. I got you. That's fine. Okay, and we are back around to Charlie, who is stacking up the Z's. Uh, Charlie, what are you dreaming about? <sighs> um. I think, honestly, he's probably having 
a nightmare mm-hmm. in regards to everything that just happened and his boyfriend and all of that, frankly, because that's the big thing that's on his mind. <laughs> okay, so you guys see Charlie doing the thing that animals do when they're asleep and they're dreaming, so his paws are doing the twitchy thing and his ears are flicking, and it's really kind of cute, except for the fact that it's also really sad, and you're in the middle of a fight! So, and uh, we move straight on to Dora, who's like, oof, like, oof. And she sings, Well, it looks as if you tunes are quite strong for such buffoons. So I'll be moving on. I'll be back someday. Better hope and pray that your luck will be as strong. And then she clicks her heels together three times. And she says, There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And on the third click, There's no place like home. There's this puff of... This red, this ruby red, blood red glitter and smoke. And she's not there anymore. And neither is Otto. And Dora has left the room. Charlie is just, like, Charlie is mentally swearing vengeance for the rest of his life. Just so you know. (laughs) In his dreams, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Dora has ollied the fuck out. And uh, yeah, now it is just her minions who are still lumbering towards you. And the first person in the order is the raggedy old Scarook. And uh, he brings one of his arms back and then throws it forwards. And he's throwing it at, interestingly, uh, hang on, I've got to make a random roll with this one, haven't I? Oh, okay, Snailian. Uh, you have a hand on your face. You have a hand on your face. Uh, yeah, you, you basically... Oh, no, wait, I'm supposed to make you make a deck saving throw. And then you'll have a hand on your face. Uh... <laughs> Can you do that for me? I sure can. 18. 18. You, you do not have a sne- you do not have a hand on your face, which is good because it would cover your entire self. So this hand goes flying past you and then it does sort of the Adams family scuttle on the floor like it twitches one way and then the other and it scuttles off into a corner somewhere like it it doesn't have a brain so it's like it's just in the room now. That's someone's problem later on. Cleaning staff are going to have a time. Uh, so <laughs> Probably my problem. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but we're back to the uh, Steel Soldier, who I was very tempted to call the Steel Samurai, but I, you know, that gets complicated real fast. And Samurai always wins. And uh, yeah, he's going to take a good old swing and probably a miss at, at Larry because you're, you're still like right up in his grill. Oh, a 20. Oh, does that 30, get you? Larry, does All that right. Yeah, that'll get me. Yeah, I thought it did. I, I have it written down, but I just want to be sure because you guys have like crazy bonuses and barbarians. Like, whoa, they are. They are fun. I am discovering that with the engineer. My goodness, they're great. Why have I not done these more before? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this means that you do... Uh, take a one, plus, oh, heck. Yeah, you take ten. That's not too bad for you. But, I take uh, five damage. You take five I take damage? five damage. Oh, yeah, because he's I'm raging and that has everything. Oh, awesome. Okay. Oh, did you did you roll with disadvantage? Because I also have that from the Protection of Good and Evil. Since oh, gosh, it's a- you're right. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Please remind me of these things while we're playing. 17. That doesn't oh, make it, yeah. does it? Okay, for a second, you feel like... Uh, no, that that does that does hit. That his, his, uh, yeah, his AC's... Oh, yeah, and you don't have to 16. For that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you do. You take 10. You you take 10 damage. No, and I still take 5. You t- you still because take five. I am raging. 
Like sorry, bad, uh, sorry. I'm looking at the literal numbers in front of my eyes. You're doing fine. So my my brain and mouth are not particularly getting along at the moment. And I'm also thinking that the next so thing fine. that's going to happen is that the other really big guy is going to take a swing at you because they, they they don't have brains. But I will do disadvantage because oh my goodness, it's just as well. Oh. That was a nat twenty, everybody, and it was a twenty four, which makes it seem even worse. Fourteen. It doesn't hit for a that second. You, you get, like, this uh, alternate universe sort of sixth sense of what might have just happened to you where you are effectively disemboweled by this goddamn thing and you step backwards and it just misses you. Like, you get a really cool, aesthetically pleasing slash across your jumper, which, you know, really feeds into your whole look. You're probably kind of pleased about that. Um... But you don't take any damage. You don't take any damage. In fact, you get plus one cool points. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's the end of the bad guy's round. So now it is Short's Kid, who is awake now. Yeah. Wait, wait. Is it awake. my turn? Oh. Yeah, I shook you awake. Yeah. No, yeah. isn't it Charlie's? It, not it's Charlie. Larry's isn't turn. it Unis. Larry's turn? Oh, it's Larry's turn. Yeah. It's Larry's turn. Yeah, I'm... I kept track of the initiative. I'm sorry. My brain's running out of sugar right now. In fact, I'm going to have a sweet, so please ignore the really irritating rustly sound, because high chews, which are delicious, are impossible to open! <laughs> Carry on. Um... Okay, so Larry, even more annoyed that Dora uh, has vanished because, you know, he he will kick these guys' asses, but he'd much rather kick hers. Mm-hmm. Um, but first things first, he will uh, shift his stance, uh, swing back his banjo, and give Charlie a, a rough little uh, nudge to sort of uh, knock him awake. Um, much appreciated i'll say that's a bonus action that's fine yeah um and then he will swing it around into uh let's say uh the the scarecrow because he can put people to sleep and that's not great yeah the scarecrow Uh, is like actually one of the most tricky to deal with so it's a very good idea to take him out said the dm who's not supposed to tell you this stuff but eh. I I was able to uh, parse that together from context clues. <laughs> Seven. Eight, so good uh... What happens with this is you you take a swing and you're sure that should have hit. You're really sure, and wait, it should have. But his, he- his I, head comes hold on, up. Hold on, I get advantage. Oh, you get advantage. Damn it. Okay. I was also going to say you've got bardic inspiration as well, oh. so you've got a d six if you want it. Yeah, that's true. All um, these things. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Forget everything I was about to say. You just murder this thing, but tell me how badly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that feels good. Ooh. So let's see. You get double damage for that too. Yep, we're I aware. do. The neutral that face is... of pure rage. Twelve <laughs> plus four is sixteen points of damage. You know what happens when you hit a like a hay bale with a car, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this guy like basically explodes, and yeah, you're you're covered again with these uh, poppy, uh, dried poppy flowers. But there's also this kind of crunch as it goes through him, and there was definitely a body in there. Like that was that was that was a skeleton in there somewhere. And um, yeah, that that leathery and... surface was not entirely just canvas. Like, ooh, that guy was. Uh, that, mm, and, yeah. and Larry, Larry just spits out. We're all trying to be put out of our misery. <laughs> May you go in pieces. 
Ooh. That was second gross. Whoa. <laughs> okay, yeah, you have successfully obliterated, I don't think there is any better word, this uh, Scarook, and he is out of the conflict, so you only have two of these minions left, in fact. And now it is Short's kid's turn. I'm very sorry for getting that wrong. Okay, uh, Short's Can... kid uh, uh, casts um, Melf's Minute Meteors. Oh, inside. This is going to be fun. Go on. Yep. So the way that this looks is that uh, Short's kid just pulls out their key and uh, they were like, they look at everyone and they're like, you were right. I guess she wasn't um, tried to murder is actually friend, but is just tried to murder is actually enemy. I'm kind of surprised, but also I don't have really enough room in my brain to be surprised or I think I'd freak out more. And uh, Shorts Kid spins their key around and then uh, jumps forward and uh, their eyes go starry, which mm. is uh, their pupils completely disappear and are replaced by space like a nebula and uh all of a sudden there's a flash of white and uh various uh like little meteors and stuff uh shoot out of the the key and out of their chest and uh start swirling around them and they're just like uh so above so below i summon space fuck you <laughs> i summon space fuck you Here we go that was so beautiful. And, uh, Shorts Kid uses uh, two of Melf's minute, medi- Melf's minute meteors uh, to attack uh, the God. What's his name? Uh, the 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 lion tiger bear. Yeah. Well, you don't know what it is because oh it's my. all three. It's a lion, a tiger, and a bear. Oh my! And uh, oh my yeah, God. yeah, one of those. Uh, so what do I have to do? Uh, like, is it a like air, maybe? Do I have to do a saving throw? Uh, yeah, your uh, the attack uh, saving throw is uh, twelve. I mean, what do I roll? Like, is it dex? Is it constitution? Yeah, it's dex. It's dex. Sorry. Okay, I I'm very sorry that you picked this guy. I mean, like, uh, I mean, uh, I really hope I do. That's pretty yep. crap. I mean, it meets yours. What does that mean? Uh, uh the aggressor gets advantage, so they okay. hit. Yeah, sure. They yes. they hit this this thing that did look like it was balletic enough to get out of the way. However, there's a part of it that doesn't want to. So you hit it. Uh, okay. So um uh that means that this creature takes um uh two d six fire damage. Okay, you roll that. Uh, on a failed save uh, per meteor, and I shot two meteors, so 4d6. Mm-hmm. Wizards are great. Okay, that's an 11. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm yep. afraid that really doesn't make much of a dent in this guy. <laughs> he takes it, and uh, yeah, he, he takes that, yep. and he's slightly singed. It smells like burnt fur in here. It's not nice. Uh, uh, and then as a bonus action, mm-hmm. because I get one of those, um, uh, Shorts Kid is going to cast uh, Expeditious Retreat, which mm. kind of doubles my movement speed. So uh, straight up, uh, Shorts Kid uh, casts Expeditious Retreat, then scoops up Snailian, and then uh, dashes forward to the next car of the train. Interesting. And Snailian's uh, like, no, 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 we had a plan! But, yeah. but after being picked up, they, they don't like fight to get off, so so <laughs> off they go. Okay, goodbye, Snailian. And it is your turn We're next. We're squishy buds, okay? We could die! <laughs> 
Okay, so Snailian can't actually wake up Charlie, and they can't touch Charlie to catch protection from evil and, and good one uh, more time. Larry woke Larry, up. Charlie's Larry, Larry woke him up. Oh, Larry already woke him up? Yeah. Okay, but they still can't touch him, no. so they can't do the protection from evil and good. But they can throw over their shoulder Sanctuary. Hmm. Um, and I will do that for Charlie because Larry is already buffed up. You ward a creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or a harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a fail, the target must choose a different target or lose the attack or spell. Um, it doesn't protect from area effects. Um, and if the warded creature makes an attack, um, the spell ends. So you may have one free shot. Maybe you want to do some more trappy things, but the moment that you attack, the spell is over. That sounds really complicated. I hope you guys followed that because I didn't. <laughs> it might only That's last okay. for one round, just know... considering how mad Charlie is. Okay. Um, well, it Church is Charlie's turn next. Alien, but we gotta get out of here, and they still have a couple of uh, meteors going around them because you summon six, and they only use two. So well, they got four well, meteors left just in case they need to red shell someone. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. Um, if something has, like, for the one action point, a ten minutes action, does that mean I can't do it? Because uh... I was gonna do something really cool, but... but... I'm gonna let it you has... do something really cool. If you want to do something cool, I'm gonna allow it at this point. Like, come on, this is the finale. Whatever. <gasps> okay, so Snailian casts Fine Steed. Ooh! You summon. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you summon a spirit that assumes the form of an unusually intelligent, strong, and loyal steed, creating a long-lasting bond with it. It's a dragon. Yeah. It's a Chinese-style yeah. dragon. Um. What's its name? Its name is Gregory, and yes. it's very nice. Gregory. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Um, one thing I will say it's... is that a dragon inside this train is going to be tricky. I would suggest that you go outside if you're riding a dragon. But that's up to you, and I don't know if you're doing that this turn or next, because I, like, you've got expeditions well, for is, is it a... as well. Hmm. No, no. Uh, is it a yeah, snailian-sized dragon? Shorts Kid uh, ran out to the next car of the train. Uh, I... I was thinking that they went up onto the roof to get faster to the other end of the train but i didn't actually like say it so i'm okay. just like no that works okay so you're you are both as it were on top of the ballroom carriage right now and you're like mm. close to the end of it however if you are there i have to do a little bit of description stuff because uh you, every time that you've been going between these carriages even though you haven't like necessarily looked up, you've been constantly aware of this stream of candy floss smoke coming out over the top of this train, and it smells great. Uh, Charlie, you have less of a fond memory of this experience, but definitely experienced it. There is no cotton candy. Oh, that's no good. And you're moving very, very, very fast. Uh, so you're up there, and you have this dragon. What size is this dragon? Is it tiny? Is it huge? So Gregory is about, like, three Larry's lengths. Ooh. And it's a Chinese dragon, so it's got the it's got the mane, and it's very thin. So it actually technically could have fit through the train, but, like, it would have been a real tight squeeze. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Gregory sort of pops up and starts going like, Oh, hello, are you looking for some dice? And Snailian's like, No time, Gregory! No time! We need to go that way and they point at the front of the train and they say really fast and if something gets in your way you gotta turn because we gotta go and gregory like takes off their little glasses and like puts 
puts their cup of tea down and it like disappears because it's not like um in this dimension and they're like well very well and they sort of like coil twice um around snailian and shorts kid and shorts kid you find that underneath you is very supported by a couple of legs as they gently hold you and then they go Ooh, i love gregory I really love Gregory. This is so good. Gregory is <laughs> extremely good. Gregory oftentimes plays chess with Snailian and was very concerned when they didn't get a uh, update and is now even more concerned because they have to go that way really fast, but they'll be along for the ride as long as 10 minutes last. Okay. I'm going to say, like, with a dragon, goddamn, uh, that you accelerate from the ballroom to above the laboratory. So you've, like, covered another two uh carriages and you're like you're you're nearly there you're nearly at the engine but we zip back to the action with uh charlie what are you gonna do okay i'm gonna admit i have completely lost track where 90 percent of people are the okay. only person who i now know is is salian it's um, okay charlie larry, and are you... charlie and larry you are yeah. both in the library still with the undead steel soldier and the whatever the goddamn hell that thing is all right um Okay, the fact that Larry is still basically right next to Charlie does make things difficult. Although at the same time, are we a little bit spread out across the library? I'm going to let you decide. Um, no, wait, you're not because Larry kicked you to wake you up. So you're pretty close to him. All right. In that mm. case, um, punch your friends Charlie's... to wake them. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's got to kind of like, he's going to get up. He's got to look at Larry and he's like, these guys aren't worth it. We've got to stop the We've got to stop the train from blowing. And he's going to hold his turn until like Larry has moved away. <laughs> oh. Because, um, yeah, because I, as the problem is, Charlie does not have very many magical attacks that aren't area of effect. And mm. he doesn't have any way of, you know, not hitting his friends during that other than making sure that the friends aren't in the blast radius. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. And I do love it when p players hold their action because, yeah, it makes it so much more like this character is going to step back and let things happen. And that's what they're going to do, which is cool. I love it. Team play. Um, however, that means it's my go. Oh, no, it's the bad guys. And uh, the next person in play is this steel soldier. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to swing his axe at Larry. Oh, it's so original, I know, but he does what it with a chalk. With a disadvantage as well. That's just not going to do it. Just not going to no. do it at all. I'm not even going to bother rolling again because that was an eight. Uh, but as his axe harmlessly sails past you and thuds into the floor, he sings in a tone of voice that makes you feel like that wasn't perhaps, like, such an accident as you might assume. When I died, I thought at last that my suffering had passed, but it was just the start. Though I don't feel pain, nothing's been the same since Deodora stole my heart. Though we used to be friends, that chapter has been closed. Closed. Dear Dora killed and raised us, so now her will is unopposed. And that is what he does with his turn. I knew that the fact that she was a necromancer couldn't just be, like, background information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have to understand, like, I, I couldn't assume that any of you would pet the dog, so it had to be, like, not involved in the murder. Yeah, you too. couldn't assume that the eight-year-old would pet the dog. I was really hoping someone was going to pet the dog, and you did, and it was great. Anyway, all oh. right, what's uh, the the tiger lion bear, oh my, up to? You want to take a guess? You want to take a guess, Larry? I, I, oh, 
petition. We just call it the oh my. The oh my! I love that. The oh my. Okay, so um, the oh my is actually not going to take another swing at you with its big old meaty paws. Uh, rather, oh. it opens its jaws and is going to try and bite you. Like, oh, no. that's that's oh, a no. big old pair of jaws you got right there. Yeah. Alright, it's got disadvantage. That's... Oh my goodness, I really... Oh, good. I'm so glad. Oh. Snailian... It's got disadvantage. Snailian is the MVP of this, I tell you what. Snailian is a hero. Yeah. Okay, that's a 14, Stop. yeah. You'll make okay. It does not succeed. Oh, uh, God. These... These jaws. That is, that is two separate nat 20s that have been narrowly avoided. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what, Larry, uh, how do you avoid the jaws of death? Please tell me how this plays out. Um, it uh, opens its jaws. And you know what? Uh, Larry will sort of parry it with uh, his banjo and sort of like do that thing where it bars and holds it back. Yeah. And uh, take uh advantage of the opportunity as it uh has that in its mouth to um uh back up a step pull out the other instrument that he has he actually has a lot of instruments in his hammer space he it sure hasn't does. come up yeah. <laughs> uh but he uh pulls out his violin and readies uh the bow and launches it <laughs> to fucking stab this thing. But Larry, there's no cause for violence. <laughs> Do I get inspiration for that? Do I get inspiration for the bad joke? No, I don't. Of course I don't. Okay, yeah, you, you no, do you that. you should get inspiration, but you can't use it, can't but you use have it. to use it for the engineer. <laughs> oh, yes, I would yes, love that. I'm not sure I can do that, but okay, uh yeah, you you do that. Actually, yeah, no, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him inspiration for this game. I can't believe this. Yes. Uh thirteen. And wait, do do I have advantage against it? Uh Snailian, does Larry have advantage? Snare uh Larry only gets people attacking him disadvantage. Uh, he doesn't get okay. Well, uh, but I do, I did get the inspiration uh, from Charlie, so I will use that to uh, turn that into a 19. Uh, oh, no, me. you have to roll a d6 and you add that. Yeah. Uh, oh, what? Roll d6. Yeah, which which person were you attacking? Was it the soldier or the oh my? Uh, the oh my. Okay, just checking. I love the oh my, that's a really good name. Oh. Okay, yeah, with that you definitely yeah. hit. You definitely so, uh, hit. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, it has uh, been shot with, you know... Some might call it a crossbow. <laughs> um, <laughs> ba da ba ba da ba. ba dun. Yeah. But so that's D eight plus uh five. Mm -hmm. Uh, low yeah. roll. Well, I mean, it's a six. You, you you shoot it real good, and it gets stuck up its nose. It hates that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, before uh, Larry, before you end your turn, remember you did have Charlie kind of saying these guys aren't worth it. We need to go and gesturing for you to run away. Yeah, are you gonna? Clear yeah, out? Uh, he he. That's why that's why he uh, pulls out the crossbow. He's he's uh, taking um, the opportunity to put some space him and these guys. Great idea. Um, yeah. Basically, what what Larry's doing is like he he will still take the rear to slow these guys down if they take chase. But uh, yeah, he has put some space for. Uh, Charlie to do what he wants. Okay, and Charlie, I'm going to assume you're taking your turn now. Yes, please. And uh, Charlie's going to cast Shatter, oh, which um, I'm going to yes. need like everyone within a 10-foot radius um, to roll a constitution saving throw, please. 
that is that's a really good idea, man. Okay, so that's And now it's good <laughs> that Shorts can really and have left. Say say goodbye to the steel soldier, everybody. Oh boy. He will not be missed. I oh they both failed! Yes! Both and of them like, failed. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh three D eight thunder damage for the both of them. Yeah. Yay! Okay, do that. You roll that damage. Uh I'm still not over Gregory, by the way. I just love Gregory. I want to draw Gregory. 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 I will draw Gregory ASAP so that y'all have reference. Yay! Yay, Gregory. Deeply irritated at that roll because that was a rubbish roll, but they take eight damage and and they get uh oh so to be fair, uh no, you know Actually, I tell you what, because Yeah, they take yeah. Yeah, the steel like, soldier. Yeah, they take eight damage, and then Charlie just gets the heck out of there. That's a very good idea. But you know, the steel soldier rolled a one, which is a critical fail. That means you gave him sixteen damage. I'm saying that now, uh, and he falls to pieces. And you hear this sort of collection, like someone's thrown a bowling ball at a like uh, a pile of baked bean cans. And it just falls apart. And you can see some bones sticking out, but like this was like a full-on skeleton wearing uh, a suit of not very good armor, and you have just completely bowled him over. And we now return to Shorts Kid and Snavian, who are riding a goddamn dragon above a train that is fit to bust. So, uh, like, basically, are you guys using your movement to advance as much as possible? Uh, Shorts Kid is gonna hold their turn mm -hmm. and let uh, Snailian direct Gregory or do whatever their move they want to do. Mm -hmm. Snailian is definitely gonna go, come on, Gregory, we need to go a little bit faster. Thank you so much. I, I don't know exactly what you were doing, but we gotta go, we gotta go, 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 go. And, and Gregory is like nodding along and like actually not responding because he's focusing so much on getting to the front of the train. And you get the feeling like these guys actually are, are decent friends. Mm. So that's why they're not doing the, how do you do? This is blah, blah, blah. This is blah, blah, blah. They like actually know each other well enough that this probably happens quite a bit, except for the whole everybody potentially dying and need to go fast part. Yeah, um, that's that's a really good and cute scene, and I love this so much. This relationship has just already won me over so much. And uh, <laughs> because you're on a goddamn dragon on top of this train, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say that you you can get pretty damn close. Like you you get to where this uh, gumball is, and uh, you you guys all remember what this train looked like, right? Like yeah. this yeah, beautiful I'm at a picture right now. Yeah, this beautiful caramel coloured and pink, slightly gooey but charming train with its cotton candy and it doesn't look like that anymore. It's in oh, a bad no. shape. Oh dear. Uh yeah. No, not the train. The train is being yeah. murdered. And yeah, this this gumball oh, is God. cracking. There are like shards of this liquid molten light. It looks like molten glass, but it's not. It's sugar. And there is smoke. It smells terrible. Like have you ever smelled like burning sugar? And, like, metal and oil all at the same time is awful. Um, so, yeah, the the first thing I'm going to get you both to do is roll a constitution saving throw to deal with that. Stop giving me constitution saving throw! I'm sorry, but, like, this is a bad situation. It's not good on the lungs. God Ooh. damn it! Yeah, that's that's not good. Oh dear. Yeah, Shorts Kid didn't look good. Oh, Snailian, you're fine. <laughs> Snailian, you're just like. Can I can I like split my roll so that Shorts Kid doesn't <laughs> hit as bad? So it's like they failed but didn't do a crit fail. Yeah, so I'm, like I'm, I, I'm normal and they only get a failure. 
Yeah, I'm gonna allow that. Like, that could have been really bad. And that's really in character for Snarian, who's like, you know, you're a healer, you're a nice person, and uh, yeah, so you you basically uh, assist your your small companion. And while you're basically hesitating to deal with this onslaught on your lungs, you hear help, help. And if you look directly down, uh, so you basically now you have a choice. You can either go to the engine around this gumball because you're in a goddamn dragon. You don't have to worry about that. Or you can go straight down and deal with uh, a situation. Uh, Alien's gonna be like, we gotta help. We gotta help. Um, um, but they still look to Shorts Kid like, are you, are you on board with this? Uh, Shorts Kid is like, no, we gotta help, but also we gotta disconnect the train. We can only do one unless we split up. Uh, I've still got my speedy magic going on, and I've got my meteors, which should help if something comes flying at me, I can explode it. So, me help I'm worried mainly about help. you. No, 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 remember, I'm smart. And they, like, knock their helmet and, like, I can help with the engine. Right, 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 right. Okay, then uh, I'm going to put you in the engine, okay? Yes. Gregory, um, and they, like, sort of pause for a moment, and then they're like, go with shorts kids so that they can't fall off. If they fall off, then catch them. <laughs> if they Gregory's fall like, off, catch them. <laughs> and Gregory's like, yes, of course, my dear. Um... Um, shall we be off, small one? Uh, hold on a second, okay? And, uh, Shorts Kid says, uh, then says, uh, can you stretch out your tail a little bit? Absolutely, and they do so without question. Uh, and then Shorts Kid uses their new vantage point, as well as their speediness from Expeditious Retreat, to dash to the end of his tail. Uh, then, uh, uh, Snailian at the, um, the engine room's door. And Snailian is sticky, if mm. I may remind you. So it's kind of like throwing one of those sticky hands at, like, a wall. Or <laughs> you know what? That's so amazing. I, I, I really don't want to have to make you roll for this. On the other hand, I do, because that's what a DM has to do. So, uh, yeah, Shorts Kid, I'm not sure what to make you roll for this, whether it's a dex or a strength thing. I, I want you to choose. I'm going to say... Uh, decks because they have power over space. Yeah, okay. This is just about aim. Okay, not so good. <laughs> okay, with with a nine, uh, you you accidentally curveball this, and the result of this is that Snellian doesn't fall off the train, but you get stuck to the gumball instead of making it all the way to the engine. So you're stuck on this shiny, uh, cracked surface, which is still partially full of fuel, but now you see, like, you remember looking up at this and seeing that there were definitely pieces of chocolate and raw cane sugar in it, but that pink stuff that you couldn't identify is bubblegum. And you can see this train is struggling and occasionally like this kind of membrane of pink pushes out of the chimney stack, but it pops and there's like just uh, this this gooey stuff that is not meant to be in there and it's causing a real problem. However, let's go back to Shorts Kid. Uh, you're, You're landing basically right on the end of the conservatory carriage and you come across Maisie and Daisy and one of them is looking really distraught because the other one is not looking good at all Uh, like half of her feathers are missing and she is very unconscious and the remaining owl who is daisy is just weeping into her shoulder uh shorts kid uh runs over and says what's the matter oh my god are you serious (laughs) shorts kid Where's your goddamn empathy? You're worse than the engineer. Um, but anyway. No, I do. She doesn't actually know what's wrong right now. Oh, no. Like she assumed she got hurt, but like you gotta tell her if she's dead or if she's just hurt. 
Daisy, who is the remaining alive owl, who's actually the, uh, she's a barn owl. She's the one with paler feathers. And she looks up at you and is like, she won't wake up. I've tried everything. Do you know any medicine? Um, uh, Shorts Kid racks their brain and, uh, then says, I know some cantrips. Uh, which is that, um, uh, can I look at, uh, the other owl to see what's wrong? Yeah, make a medicine check. <laughs> that was the implication. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, okay. Snailian, you're the one who should be here. Oh, d20. Come on, dice passer. Come on. Come on. A six. There we go. You have no idea what's wrong with this owl, apart from the fact that she looks burnt. Uh, okay, can I cast Mending anyway? You sure can. That's not help mending. Uh, what, what, happens, okay. what happens is when you cast mending is her uniform fixes itself. And this makes Daisy cry even harder. And uh, yeah, she, she's just like distraught. However, as, as this occurs, uh, someone is staggering uh, from underneath the gumball caddy. And it's not the engineer, it's Woodleg who has come from the engine room, because you can tell because his tail is on fire, uh, and he's patting it out absently. It's like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, my goodness. Children and fire is not a good mixture. Ah, no. You... Oh, my goodness. What? What is wrong? Oh, okay. And he goes into immediate, like, emergency doctor situation. He's like, I will take the... Uh, the... Oh, goodness, she is in the critical state. I will take the patient into the conservatory. I will try and deal with her. We have... Enough time, but, and you hear this enormous rumbling sound. And Snailian, you get a really good view of this because all of the fuel that was in that gumball caddy comes toppling out of it into the engine. And you can see like a marked difference immediately on this engine because, you know, it's got this kind of squeezed uh, toothpaste tube look to it. It buckles outwards a pops and uh you know there's rivets shooting out of it and as Vudlig puts his hands to his face in despair something else happens that might make both of you uh a little bit concerned as well but we're not going to deal with that just yet because we've spent a lot of time over here uh i'm actually going to go straight back to charlie and larry who are still as it were in conflict uh you have moved into the next carriage however uh, so you are now in the ballroom. Great. So meet me on the ball pit, everybody. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> there are spheres, spheres of every conceivable kind, but there is basically this large swimming pool hole in the middle, but there's a couple of like bouncy balls around the place. And as of yet, your lumbering enemy has not actually entered the room. What do you guys do? Well, I think actually because like Charlie held his turn till after Larry, mm -hmm. which means I think if the oh my wants to follow, they get to move. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, you, you get into the ballroom and you basically have enough time to take stock of your situation when wham, bam, crash. Oh God, it's here. And uh, yeah, your, your big furry friend comes looming into the room. And in fact, Charlie, you were like kind of the last one who attacked it. So it walks up to you and you feel this enormous shadow fall over you. And it raises a paw up to the ceiling and it touches the ceiling, which is a very high ceiling. And this club-like thing has claws like shards of glass and it raises the other paw to its stomach and it sings. When Adora came for me, I decided not to flee. I fought to save the day, but I had no luck. Now I've got 
no gut, so how I wish I'd run away. And it brings its arm down on you. And uh, yeah, that's a plus oh four to attack. That's a 16. Yeah, Charlie's just beat? fucking dead. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, that beats your AC, huh? Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm afraid you're going to take a D8 plus 10. You that's get okay. Charlie's still up. Amazingly. He's, he's not going great, but he's still up. Yeah. He's good. He's fine. <laughs> uh, cat fight. Yeah, yeah, cat fight, basically. Uh, this I'm guy has there. quite a lot of advantages over you, quite literally. Uh, but that's all he's going to do with his turn. Ooh. Larry, what are you going to do? Question, was, oh, yes. that, was that technically bludgeoning damage, by the way? No, it was slashing damage. I was, I was going to say, actually, because I was going to say, I've still got the acme effect. Cause start, oh, yeah. Acme yeah. effect yeah. Works, works for uh, oh, yeah. all non-magical damage, so you can use that. I'm yeah. going to claim acme effect, please, because yes. I don't want Charlie to be like on 10 health, please. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you are only mildly eviscerated. <laughs> you take five damage. <laughs> He just kind of goes like imagine just like get his cloak, and he kind of. I was thinking if like squish down, so he kind of goes spring a little bit, but yeah. I, no, I tell you what happens. I tell you what happens is it's very Warner Brothers. So these claws come down, and you pat yourself, and you look yourself over, and you're like, oh, I'm fine. And then you split into three, and then you use your hands to push yourself back together, and you're like, it's fine. This is fine. Yep, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Yes. Okay, now, Larry, what you gonna do? Uh, now, Larry is, uh, going to... Uh, I just realized I've been messing up. Larry gets two attacks per round. Oh my goodness, so, he does! Uh, he's a barbarian! Back, despite his rage. Oh, I should have uh, remembered, too. Um, I, I forgot about that the first time I played the engineer, so we're both dumbasses. Whoops, never mind. Hey, hey. It made for I'm a good so game. I'm so used to playing all these non-fighters. Yeah, it made for a yes. good game, so, so thank you. Now, he, I mean, him, him getting attacked, uh, whatever. He's got a lot of hit points and a lot of armor class. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, seeing uh, Charlie get uh, ripped apart, he's just like, nope! <laughs> and he um, pulls out his uh, ukulele. <gasps> Um, and uses that to uh, also bash the, the oh my. If you take the oh my out with a ukulele, I'm gonna be so happy. Please roll to attack. And with advantage again. Oh, yeah. This is astounding. Oh, this is the best. This this has all worked out so good. Thank you guys. <laughs> and again, I'm sorry it's running so long, but we gotta finish it. 15. We got it, we got it. Uh, on mm. one hand, I want you to fail so I can use vicious, yes. vicious mockery on him. On the other it. hand, I want you to kill him with a ukulele. Okay, you you hit him. Uh, how much do you hit him for? Uh, let's see. That plus two, so that is ten. Ten, ten damage. Yeah. So is it still up? You you okay? You and then he will uh, again. <laughs> does a horrific swing, and then he pulls out another uh, bow from his uh, for his violin, and again. <laughs> Pulls it back on the strings and launches it, which is absolutely proper violin hair. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Okay. Oh. And again, advantage. Because Snailian, you, like, seriously, you you really did knock it out of the ballpark. Snailian's a hero. Seriously. Yeah. No, guys. Yeah, that's... Let me, let me just check, just in Aww, case. Aw, yeah. no shame. Okay, you didn't so get that... double, but yeah. That's definitely hits, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's... For those listening, that was a twenty-three. A twenty-three to hit will will certainly do it. Yep. So that gonna murder. Mm. 
A big lion. Big, uh, no, wait, what's that? Beep. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, the first one makes this creature stagger and it puts a paw to its nose, like, expecting it to be bloodied. But hey, it doesn't have any blood, so then it shrugs, like, nothing is a diff- <laughs> nothing's, nothing's a problem. And then it gets shot straight. You know, like, you can see these terrible scars that are all sewn together, not very well, where Dora has made this amalgamate out of whatever she could get, out of a zoo, presumably, and uh, you you hit it at a critical point in its, like, solar plexus, and the stitches undo, and it basically falls apart into pieces in front of you. You have defeated the Oh My! Congratulations! Uh, yay! And, amazing. Uh, Larry uh, strums an extremely dramatic chord on his ukulele and then grabs Charlie and starts running. Other two. <laughs> yeah, they're out of there. Yeah, okay, that's great. Also, oh, yeah. Can I say, out of character, I love the fact that it worked out. Each character got their solo right before they got fucking murdered. I was relieved. I mean, I gave them enough hit points like each to sort of stagger it and I put them in that order because I was like hoping this would happen and it did I'm very pleased hey, yeah. you're such a good DM really good there were some so extra good. lines there were some extra lines if they lasted longer but I'm relieved because my throat is giving out okay so now we go back to Snailian you're you're on a gumball and it just ended don't I go, itself don't we go to Short's Kid first? I'm gonna say not because I kind of did a scene with Short's kid with the owls and uh, Woodleg, but yeah, it's okay. okay. Excellent because Snailian is looking at all of this and seeing this, and they're going into their helmet and they pull out the brain cell. They put it between their nubbins and they are very specifically asking this question that can that that's not actually a yes or no question. Um, because that would be a waste of the brain cell. They put it between their hands, and they think very hard, and they think, how can the train be saved? Ether vibrates around you, and this terrible answer comes back to you, and it says it can't, it can't, it can't. But you still have the strong information, like, from others, and your, like, your, your brain cell, that while this train specifically, the engine, cannot be saved, the engine cars can be saved, like the carriages can be saved, by decoupling them. So your initial mission is like extremely well-founded. You, you should just pursue this mission. Okay, so Snailian very gently pats a part of the circle that isn't broken and says, I'm so sorry, first of all, for accusing you of murder, and second of all, because I can't save you. God, Do you know where the engineer is? And they're asking the train. Um, the glass underneath you breaks, and you feel like the train has kind of perhaps betrayed you. However, it lands on the uh, the fuel scuttle-like, this uh, scoop-like part that feeds the fuel into the train, and you go rolling along it until you are stopped by a fuzzy paw which scoops you out of this and you are face to face with the engineer who's holding you in his hand and he says what the hell are you doing up here and he looks terrible he has just staggered out of the engine room and you don't know how he was in there because there are literally billowing clouds of pink white flame that is just unbearably hot that's part of what your constitution saving throw was for because the temperature is just extraordinary and he's patting the flames out 
from his sleeve. His coat has disappeared at some point. He's in his shirt sleeves and his waistcoat. But he's a mess, man. Like, his feathers are half on fire, and he doesn't seem to mind that so much as the goo, which is like, he's like, it looks like he's wading through a swamp because there's these ropes of taffy. You know, like, have you ever seen a taffy pull? Like, that is that, but it's, like, magma hot, this stuff. And he, like, wades his way out of the engine room to get you as far away from the fire as possible. And, yeah, he, he's just like, what are you doing here? Get off, get, get as far back as you can. I've got to decouple this train. Yes, we gotta decouple the train, but but we, you don't have to do it alone. I mean, I'm here, and I understood when you were talking about the engine and and an engineer, and we can't save it. We we have to decouple the engine to save everybody else, but I, I'm also here to convince you we can't save it. And they, like, hold up the brain to, like, I used this, I tried, but he... we can't save it. We gotta decouple. He puts his hand over the brace and like sort of lowers it for he says, I know. I, I I know. And that's why I did that. And he points up at the gumball caddy, and you realize that the last thing the engineer was able to do before being forced to leave the engine was to make all of the fuel go into the train. Which is bonkers. And he looks at his stopwatch and he says, Right, well, we've got about two minutes, we better step on it. And you see as the train curves to the left, banks to the left. You are going at such a speed, it is amazing that this train hangs on to the rails as it does. However, you understand why he did this. Because, for a fact, this this train is going very fast. It's running ahead of schedule. Uh, However, in about six minutes, it would be arriving at the station. Because on the horizon, this thing that so horrified Vudlig and the remaining owl and Shorts Kid, you saw this too is the blocky, black, cut-out, paper outline of a city. And this is the capital of UPA, the fantastic city of Villestown. And it is one of the most populated cities in Einquell. And you remember how busy the train station was in Toontown. You imagine that similar crowds will be amassing in the train station, awaiting the arrival of this glorious, prestigious train and its guests. So, you now have about 1 minute and 50 seconds until the engine explodes, because if it exploded later, more people would die. Uh, You have correctly... Uh, assume that decoupling the train is the best course of action. So he he takes you to the decoupling mechanism and says, I tried to do it from inside the train. That is the default. The mechanism is just, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) You should see it. It's melted. It's incredible. I didn't even know it could do that. Um, But yeah, we've got to do this. And uh, you you reach the, the main pin that is connecting the engine to the gumball and everything that's behind it. And it is stuck with all this goo and it doesn't look in a good way. It's like it's buckled unnaturally. So do you have anything that can do to like help decouple the train or do you want to just do a strength check with the engineer? Let me look. I personally do. Well, you're uh, Gre- not present at well, the moment, well, I'm afraid. <laughs> can can Snailian call out to Gregory and say, bring Shorts Kid right now? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, then that's what they're going to do. They're going to be like, Gregory, Gregory, we need Shorts Kid over here. If Is the person helped? And Gregory is like, yes, the person is. And Snailian immediately goes, bring Shorts Kid right here, right now. And... Gregory, as best he can, flies up, and I, I assume he actually has to, like, let Shorts Kid sort of slide down the tail because they can't actually fit between the gap, but but they're, like, coiled 
carefully like if they can continue to help they will yeah that's fine uh i'm not gonna make shorts kid roll for this shorts kid are you going to go yes okay you do that and now we have a little reunion and the engineer looks absolutely terrified because what is this kid doing here and like yeah he's just like Okay, well, this got even worse than it was a couple of seconds ago, and we have very few of those left. Let's decouple this train, and uh, yeah, you're all gonna have to do that. Shorts Kid, what was it that you could do to help? Uh, Shorts Kid currently has four minute meteors still uh, orbiting around them, okay. which each do 2d6 fire damage. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. Okay, I mean, like. So they say, <laughs> so do I need to blue shell this or. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you really need to play a Italian electrician car. That's wonderful. Are we you? have literally 65 seconds until we're all pecking blown to smithereens. Let's just do this. Okay. And Shorts Kid uh, says, uh, all right, uh, you might want to, is everybody on the gumball? We need to get on the gumball. Uh, yeah. The thing is like, this connection is like directly beneath that coal scuttle that feeds the fuel into the engine. So you can either stand on the engine side or the gumball side or kind of in between. So like the engineer is just on the engine side because that's that's where the best leverage would be. But, you know, if you're going to attack this thing, just just do it. <laughs> yeah, Shorts Kid uh, reaches over and yanks on the uh, engineer uh, and make sure that Snailian is on the gumball side so that they're they're all on the side that is not attached to the big part of the train that's going to explode. And then uh, their eyes go starry again. And uh, they're just like, uh, peck you! And uh, I'm going to say all of the meteors, because I'm even going to use my bonus action for this. All four of the MELF's minute meteors uh, are aimed at the coupling specifically to uh, explode it. Okay, I mean, I wasn't expecting this, but also, if you're doing this, Snailian, do you want to attack this thing? Snailian, um, uh... It's a yes or no I don't know. I, th I, th I think Snailian at this point is, like, is like linking, linking up with Gregory and is, mm -hmm. like, trying to prepare for if they have to jump or something. Yeah, that's so a good idea. They're actually distracted. Okay, no, that's fine. You're, you're preparing for the aftermath, which, you know, there will be one, so that's clever. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness me, that's 22 to damage this thing. And I'm gonna say, that's fine! That's plenty! Um, so this pinion, like, this pin thing, not pinion, I'm thinking of birds too much. Oh, it's all about the birds on these trains, huh? And, uh, this, this connection breaks. And all of you are going to have to make a dex saving throw. And this includes Charlie and Larry. However, with your preparation, Snailian, you get advantage. Okay, Larry, you're fine. Shorts Kid, not so much. Well, Shorts Kid was closest to the explosion. <laughs> mm -hmm. this was, uh, sorry, I completely missed that because my... Um, what, is this Dex? Yeah, Dex yes. saving throw. Okay, thank you. I got an eight and then I got a seven. Basically, they decoupled the train uh, and then some. Okay, yeah, Charlie and Larry, you, you get a sort of muted version of this, which makes sense. But what happens is, like, basically, as soon as you've decoupled this train everything from the gumball backwards, the automatic brake kicks in. So it stops very suddenly and you're effectively like thrown against it. Uh, Charlie and Larry, you are about halfway through the laboratory car when the emergency brake kicks in. And while the resultant whiplash reduces the interior from organized chaos to extremely broken, 
unorganized chaos. Due to your location within the confines of your carriage, you find that you are shaken, but not stirred, as you pick yourselves up quickly and continue forwards. Simultaneous to this, we witness the two owls and the professor in the next car who buckle under the swaying force while the trees and plants around them are uprooted by their own mass leaves and soil and water. It's all flying through this burnt sugar-scented air as the hand of the unconscious owl unknowingly squeezes that of her wife in a sleeping promise to come back to her as Professor Woodlig continues to tend to her wounds. No, we're not going to kill the lesbians. You cannot make me do this. Okay, um, Snailian, Shortskid, and Gregory, because of your not-so-great roles, you, yeah, you didn't succeed. So here's the thing. If you were an object sitting on another very fast-moving object, like, say, a train, for example, and it suddenly stops moving, there is every likelihood that you will keep moving. You three discover that, even with prior knowledge of what is about to happen. Thank you so much, Logitech, for your input. Go away. You three discover that, even with prior knowledge of what is about to happen. You are not well anchored enough to the surface of the Gumball Caddy to keep purchase. And as the brakes slam on, you feel your own momentum throw you forwards across the gap and towards the engine. Yes, the Newtonian principles demand their pound of flesh from you, but they are denied it because there's an immovable object standing in your way. And he has a point of inspiration. So we enter now a series of slow motion cuts in close up and you are given a brief but pertinent demonstration of just how this absurd, short, light-boned, fuzzy-looking little creature is and has been known as a master stuntman far and wide for the majority of his long and successful career. You feel as though you've been hit by a pair of sharply talented, yet somehow still soft, steam-driven pistons as one of the engineer's paws shoves Short's kid full in the back and the other takes Gregory in the chest as the gentle dragon's claws have already fixed firmly around Snailian. This diminutive director for a fleeting moment becomes a wall of sinew, muscle and flame-lit orange feathers which bulks up against your peripheral vision before unleashing itself as time resumes, your backwards flight propelling you safely into the wall of the gumball's lower casing. Sadly, as you shake the stars from your eyes, you see too late that the price for this act was something heavily paid, and likely in advance, as when you look at the train hurtling away from you, carrying with it the engineer's rapidly receding form, you see that those rope-like bindings of molten taffy have set like concrete against the cold metal and night air, his dark-clad legs effectively welded to the backplate of the sugar-powered engine he has been so unerringly proud of. And you can see that he had attempted to jump to join you, but he's stuck and he grabs hold of the railing and swims himself back up in time to see you and he smiles because you made it. And as... He smiles and this smile disappears into the darkness. You hear this incredible <laughs> and this enormous bubble sprouts out of the engine's funnel 
And in a beautiful piece of absurd tragedy, this train, now freed from its carriages, peels itself up off the track and sails up into the air and goes forwards and its impetus carries it further out and away from the city that rises to its right. And it turns in the air and you have this incredible spectacle of this locomotive in profile with the moon shining and these two bands of light underneath it where the rails disappear into the night. And then you hear this very gentle and the bubble bursts. And for an incredible moment, you just have this train hanging, suspended by nothing in a sea of stars. And then it tilts away from you and gravity seems to pull it down into the unyielding earth and there is an explosion. I would like uh, Snailian and Shortskid to make another constitution saving throw. Um, can I use inspiration for this? Yeah, sure. Uh, Shortskid uses inspiration to get a nat 20 on that because I've rolled so good on uh, constitution so far. And uh, because of that, um, Shortskid is just staring up at where the train went and... Uh, is just like, no, this isn't how this is going to go. Train Dad is going to be fine. I'm not letting this happen. And uh, casts a second level hold person. Yeah, honey, the explosion is going to happen. Please let this happen. <laughs> no, the explosion is going to happen. Oh, the explosion is going to happen. they're going to, they're going to hold Train Dad in place. What? I'm not sure that's gonna They're help. Going to stop him moving while the train continues falling. <gasps> question: What's the range of the spell? Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> Look, man, uh, it's uh, visual. It's visual. Is it really? Uh, it's if you can see him. Wow, uh, I'm not sure you can, because, I mean, look at the angle of the train. Actually, uh, range is 60 feet, so. Uh, oh, honey, no, he's just. Mm, yeah. Are you going to straight up kill Train Dad? Or are you gonna let me do something cool? I, I'm gonna say like hey, we've it, got Infinity Train. He's fine. That's yeah, like... <laughs> the, the like the never ending train is like what happens to this guy after this. However, you know I'm gonna let this play out because you you hold person and that is why he survives the explosion and then can take part in the future games. But you don't see it. <gasps> but you do not see it. And there is still this goddamn huge explosion. Snailian, you still have to make me a constitution saving throw. It's the last roll Didn't of the I? game. Yeah. Didn't I? All right, Didn't I'll you? take that. that we Gosh, do darn not it. No, it was in the Chester Gallery. Oh, it was in the Chester I'll Gallery. I'll take that we do not see it, but Shorts Kid is still, like, doing hold person and with all the belief in their body is just okay. like, no, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And then the train I'm explodes. Sorry. They lose concentration. Yeah. And uh, the engineer after the train has exploded and a ball of fire starts falling to the earth, but they don't see that because he's too far away. Well, something like that happens. I can't let you actually rewrite that. Um, Snailian, what was what was your role? Because you put it in the wrong channel. It was a 21. I'm it was a 21. Sorry. Okay, you're oh. both fine, uh, which is just as well because this wall of like condensed air and heat and again, molten sugar, which is like, jeez, you don't want to get that on you. Um, splatters around you, but miraculously uh, does not hit any of you. And this is how the story ends. After seeing the explosion in the distance, the emergency services of UPA's capital rally and travel out to meet you and the other survivors stranded on the Red Lace Line. The news of Victor Tim's death is met with devastation, and that devastation is only matched by that caused by the betrayal 
of Dora Z Scale, who was one of the most beloved movie icons of the Toonkind continent. The emergency services put out the fire and searched the smouldering wreckage of the main engine, but alive or dead, there is no sign of the driver to be found. What should have been a celebration of the connections and progression of the united efforts of the continent fell apart derailed in the most literal sense by an act of sabotage that no one could have foreseen. News travelled and leaked fast in the hours following the disaster, as with the revelation that McCodger was the key financier of the project, as if an omen of darker times to come stocks in Screw McCodger's many trusted nationwide enterprises dropped for the first time in history. You receive 50 gold each from the company in compensation, but with the added weight to your wallet, uh, but the added weight to your wallet does little to relieve the weight felt in the hearts and minds of all the citizens. Oh my quilt. Uh, that was the end of the story. I feel the need to make you now sit through this. Uh, short Skid, uh, as an after scene, uh, is uh, standing along with the rescue team, searching through the, the train's wreckage, and they're just uh, booking furiously and they're saying i know i i saw it right here i saw it right here he's he'll be okay he'll he'll be fine i i stopped him and then i i let him go but that was an accident and he's he's tough he um he'll be okay and then uh shorts kid after finally attempting to lift some uh large to them piece of like metal rebar or something uh just their arms shake and they drop it and uh, then there's that thing where the dirt under them gets like two little moist droplets. Oh. And uh, then we pan up to Shorts Kid's face and they're scrubbing desperately with their heels at their eyes. And uh, they say, he's gonna be fine. I did it, I, I fixed it. I fixed, I, I made sure he wouldn't. And Shorts Kid is just trying really hard not to cry. And then they sink to their knees and uh, they say, I. I did it, right? We did it. We solved the murder, and we we broke the coupling, and, and Larry, they're just going to give you the biggest hug. Larry comes up and picks up Shorts Kid in his big old lanky arms and holds them and goes, no matter what happens, no matter how close you are to a person, there comes a time when we all have to go our separate ways, and you can do all you can and you can care as much as is possible, and there will still come a time when you need to separate, and it won't be easy, and it won't feel right, and you'll feel like you're not yourself without them. But that's okay. Larry! Because you'll find other people who will be with you. Larry, I killed my dream bat! And then they just bury their face in Larry's uh, hoodie, and they're sobbing. Snailian is absolutely crawled up and they're like, well, well so, and, and they like desperately look at Larry like, do they, do they, Shorts Kid, do you have a place to go? Because like, I didn't have a place to go, but I got, I got money now. We could get like an apartment and I don't know how Toonkind work. You, you remember how I couldn't even do the cops and robbers and the robbers and the butt cop and the jad cop. I couldn't do that, right? So, so we could, we could be together. I, I have a, a bunker because i have a portal but i didn't do anything it's not gonna ever do anything i didn't even get to see the dog that he was gonna get i didn't get to see the dog 
Ashley is going to come in here and provide a tiny bit of hope because, like, that's that's all he can kind of really do in this situation. And he's just going to come and scruffle Short's kid's hair and go, like, hey, kid, like, we don't know what happened. We didn't find a body. It's, you never know. Maybe you'll turn up one day. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I never want to hurt anybody. And yet, oh, this wasn't your fault. Oh, Short's kid, this wasn't your fault. Oh. And Short's kid just says, I shouldn't have stopped Larry. I shouldn't have stopped him. We can talk all day about should and shouldn't and maybe and if and what could and what isn't. All we know is what is and it's just us. That is going to keep going. Sorry, that that's like literally the best ending I could possibly give it and uh, thank you all very much for playing. Hey. I'm sorry, it's such a huge bummer. <laughs> However, as as those who are in the Doomkind Discord may well know, the engineer has now been sort of involuntarily swept away on some other adventures and if he ever gets off that other train, there may well be a reunion. So we'll see what happens in the far and distant future. Thank you. There's going to be a reunion. Thank you. There better be a reunion. You all played it very well. So much, but I'm so you, you made me cry, so I oh hope God. I need to make you cry. I'm sorry for making you, you cry. You don't know what I'm planning for my never-ending train. I'm, you don't know what's going to happen. I am so worried, Kai. Please be nice to this very old man. He's a tough old You weren't nice to us, Maud. That's true. Nah, it's true. You weren't nice to us. I wasn't. To be fair, I didn't know that the never-ending train session came after the Tabby train session, so as far as I knew, you were just straight I thought, you were, I thought you were fighting that really hard. I was like, does she not know? She doesn't know, does she? Oh, well. I didn't know, so I was just like, no, we're not fucking killing train dad. <laughs> no, I wouldn't let you do that. I mean, he's too much fun to play. Do you think I'm going to stop talking like this after spending literally two months training with a friend from Edinburgh to try and get it right? Oh my goodness, no. Anyway, I am going to stop recording now. Thank you very much. I am sorry that ran on for quite a long time, but it was great, perfect, you're all marvellous. And, uh, yeah. I, again, I'm sorry I fought you so hard on no, that. I just is... really, I was it means a lot. not letting Trade Dad die. It means a lot to me that you fought so hard to save him because you didn't know that he wasn't actually going to die. So that was great. Okay. Also, that it's very was actually short kids' reaction and feeling yeah. is that they just straight up tried everything and it didn't work. Sorry, that was the hand of mod. Uh, yeah. Any last words, everybody, before I run away and eat food? Because my goodness, I need it. I was. I was gonna say if we I love you so much. That is also true. We do love you. I was also gonna say if something does happen to the engineer, you can always just like his twin brother turns up out of nowhere. <laughs> no! 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 Forbidden. I shall never. <laughs> Listen, if I die, I die for good. I will. I will have a dramatic death scene. That'll be it. But I really do hope that he can make it back because I've already written the reunion game. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! I love you guys oh. so much. I already wrote it. This fan family is too strong, dude. Okay. This family is extremely good. Just again, 
I'm very sorry if I like ever like overstepped or anything. I'm just like trying really hard to get the good ending TM because I am incapable of not t trying too hard. I'm but, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's me and my tragicomical sensibilities. And uh, as people who've read my comics know, they don't always have a happy end. So this was one of those occasions. And yeah, I'm yeah, gonna stop. I just feel really bad because you're like, no, don't fucking try to god mod. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to. I'm just. <laughs> I really don't want bad things no, no, to no. happen, and they're happening anyway. You weren't god modding, but you know, adjusting time and space so things never happened is a little bit like if you if you get the spell wish, maybe That's we can talk about that. Literally, the definition of god modding. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right. Seriously, I've got to go, or I'm gonna pass out. So, uh, good night, everybody. Sorry for making you all cry, but I'm also not. <laughs> I hope you so cried. Right? I, I Thank was you. extremely so good. This was the it best was game. Really good, and I'm so mad. Mm, I knew you would be. <laughs> I told you, Uni. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> she warned me thoroughly, so I was like, "What's she up to?" <laughs> <laughs> Uni knows me better oh, than y'all. Okay, I'm going now. I'm stopping the recording. Yeah. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.